Welcome everyone to the LGA podcast. That is Lit, lit Gaming, gaming arena. Arena, 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 arena. Justin last week had a bad eyeball, but he has recently gone to the future and got a cybernetic eye. Is yep. is that it's better now? Yep, all good, all better. better. And I went to the future and got rebuilt into an asshole. <laughs> the living embodiment of an asshole. <laughs> and Frost is with us and she didn't go to the future. She didn't want to. Why the hell am I the only didn't, normal one here? You didn't want to go to the future. Oh. <laughs> I didn't? I, I don't know. You just didn't. Justin got an eyeball. I got rebuilt into a colossal I asshole. I feel like I wasn't invited to this party, and now I'm really disappointed. Did you guys even ask me? Okay. You could have picked me something up. Could've right got, now, Justin is looking like into the queen. void, which is my sphincter, and I am winking directly at him. <laughs> That puckered starfish. <laughs> He's licking his lips. Mm. Let's get to it. Okay, so that was a fantastic intro to the podcast. Courtesy to Marcus, spur of the moment. Yep. I don't know what's wrong with him, but there we go. Marcus writes all of our all of our material for us. He this just pulls it out the, of his ass. The best amateur hour podcast ever made. That's over an hour most times. <laughs> most every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> I over two hours most times. <laughs> Where we have. News from the future, thanks to Justin's time machine yep. and just and, uh, and Marcus just being an actual video game analyst and a human embodiment of an asshole. Currently, <laughs> yes. I am a living, breathing <laughs> asshole. Yep. Uh, I take a deep breath in and I just farts out. I guess. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's it smells over, great. In here. <laughs> it's been a it's been a rough week. Um, by the time you're hearing this, you should have also heard our previous episode, which will this this will release basically at the same time as a uh, a double feature. I'm releasing two episodes, but that's really just a cop out. I'm I'm releasing two episodes at the same time because life threw a proverbial Fortnite-sized wrench into our PUBG lives. You mean straight into your eyeball. <laughs> that, but also other shit too. <laughs> no, no, just that. Is my eyeball, my uh, my Xbox power brick got bricked, and I got banned on Facebook. <laughs> Shit's going south for my personal life on the internet, but the podcast has to go on. So here we Except are. Except for last week. Last all, week exists. We all, we all had to, we all had to mourn the death of uh, Justin's eyeball, and we also had to mourn the death of the Facebook. And there was there was a lot of grieving. So flowers and cards will be accepted. Check out our email. Money. I killed all money. my emotions. <laughs> that cybernetic eye wasn't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I need money to re that was that's a real loss. I spent my life savings on that eye. I. It cost me all my emotions to be rebuilt in this form. 
we are in we are in the U.S. We don't get we don't have uh, free emergency room visits. So, <laughs> I I can now roll into the emergency room. <laughs> in my current <laughs> configuration. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we should probably get right into the new releases for this week. And that is my job. Super excited. As she delays that she to, well, I, while she's I, looking through the app, she I, should have been ready for this. I no, was I staring at inappropriate things. No, I'm just kidding. I I was I was doodling on my phone. I quit doing these things. But you know, you I know, shirked all duties. You could have just not paid attention to it, not called attention to it. Now it's a problem. Couldn't have been a problem. Now it's a problem. It's, it's, a, big, it's a problem. See, what, what I have now, to do... This is how invested she is in this podcast. It's hard for me It's now. because you guys keep doing this to me every time I turn around. You look at me and you're like, fuck that bitch sitting over there on the corner. I now have to, to type on my phone now, Ariel. I have to pucker my starfish <laughs> and tap that against my phone screen. <laughs> I bet you have really good control over your starfish. It, <laughs> you, I could kiss you. I could kiss you very gently. Would you? <laughs> I, would, I, I would gladly accept a kiss from your starfish for just, sure. Would, God. Would, a light I, peck on the see, cheek I, with the, the, just just a little. Just, <laughs> see, I, you imagine the kind of guy that takes care of his starfish? Like you probably. I, my God, what, is, what would we? What is this devolved into? My apologies to all our listeners, everyone in this room. I'm gonna have to pull a plug on this podcast. <laughs> this is not a really good bit, but I, I'm enjoying this immensely. Oh Any, anyway, so for the releases in the end of February into March, and my phone freaked out for a second there. So on February 26th, we have Dirt Rally 2.0 on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, and PCs. We also have Lego Movie 2 video game. Who does that anymore? Make movie video games? Yep. Well, I mean, it's I, a Lego thing. I so. guess, yeah. Lego kind of gets a pass because they, they they tend to make pretty good There's games. There's a Lego game for every, like, every yeah. game. Yeah. And they've, they've done really good in the past, so perhaps this one will be good. And you can check that out on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, and the PC. Again, these are for February 26th. Um, then there's going to be Outward on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, PC. And then Trials Rising on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Ape Out on Switch and PC, and then Dead or Alive 6 on the PlayStation 4, Xbox, and PC. So that's Which is from censored in America. February 24th yeah. to March 26th, but in reality, all those games just come out on February 26th. So if you're looking for some new games, go ahead and check those out. People don't like bouncy boobs in video games in America. Um, I don't know where you were getting that information from that but i can i can say that that is inaccurate well i, I like bouncy boobs and i video see games. you didn't pull the marcus mega list no i <laughs> he gave me the list and marcus did not give me the mega list i gave i i pulled what was on the calendar your on list Metacritic. is censored <laughs> It's, i don't know where you were finding all the switch stuff my secret locations i <laughs> But you should have wrote it up. Then. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't write it up I, with I your had, giant sphincter. I know. 
You were it's too hard, busy about your your starfish is really holding it you back. It took you all of the effort just to make it into the you, studio. You today. need to shove a like stylus. He in was my, busy. My mouth, <laughs> and I can just tap the screen with it. He was busy getting ready for the day. Okay, keeping up a starfish for glam is not easy. You gotta brush it. You gotta pluck it. You gotta wipe <laughs> any, it out. Any bleaching? You gotta put. You gotta. Oh, yeah. ble- you gotta bleach it once a month. You gotta put some <laughs> lip gloss on there. <laughs> Which you have to do yourself because I don't think there's anywhere here that you gotta get offers the, bleaching. I go through you an entire <laughs> tub of Vaseline. Just it's so just I'm, like cramming in there. I need to be like moisturized 24-7. <laughs> you got to be like that, the flat lady from, from Doctor Who. Yeah. Moisturize me. Yeah. It, 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 I, the squirt bottle, though, because they're always like spritzing her with water. It's not water. a squirt bottle. It's this just is, a flat out douche. This is just Vaseline. It, it's no, just it's, a it's spray like it's, bottle. It's, it's, it's a tincture of, of, of Vaseline that he just boop. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a Just while, a, he's also got to have the appropriate jock strap that complements the start. So I would think more of like it's a, a giant tub. And you just gotta take like a uh, like a mop and just what the fuck is this the there. cream master cycle? Yeah. Shut up! I, I <laughs> yep. <laughs> but up. no, I had a, a Reggie on speed dial, but <laughs> obviously with recent news uh, that yeah, he, he's he didn't call yeah, me this week. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a little bit. So I know this is a little bit early for news, but this is kind of a big news. So we'll we'll talk about it at the top, the top of the podcast. So Reggie is now. Is he's retiring in April? It's a sad day. The Reginator is no more. Yeah, and I uh, did you watch the video? I did. It made me like I almost it, cried. It, it like I could feel the te- tears welling in my eyes. Yeah, I was. It, it made me feel a little emotional. It's been how long has he been at Nintendo now? It's, I think fourteen years. Something yeah, like that. long time. That's like he's been a huge part of that, and I is. It's it's going to be weird not seeing him there going forward. I know. I'm like, but just his massive presence on stage is just it's it's going to leave a hole <laughs> he, in power. He, he got promoted though to a Nintendo fan. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering where my paychecks are and <laughs> all that. But Doug Bowser is taking his position. Which is like the best name ever for anyone to work at Nintendo. I and I know he's done a lot of like Team Bowser type stuff when he's been on stage, but I kind of yeah. want to see uh, him with uh, like, are they going to do a whole Mario versus Bowser thing? Like, is is Nintendo of Japan going to be <laughs> Mario, and then Nintendo of America is Bowser? Yeah, Bowser. I, I want that, and I also want it to be like a robot fight too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that that. The Megabots thing. I don't want to. Oh, that was what a train wreck that was. <laughs> yeah, they should just do that, but better. Apparently now that is like a thing where you can just pay them like 200 bucks or something and drive it around for a little bit. It actually might actually be more than that, man. So, yeah, that's uh, that news has left us all pretty, pretty down and shaken, not but, stirred. Yeah. But but seriously, if anybody listening to this uh, in contact with Nintendo, that's not me. Uh, where are my paychecks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll see where Doug Bowser takes us on the Nintendo Wild Ride. I mean, he's a tailor-made is he, meme. Is he gonna go do like maybe some private projects, or is he just done forever? He says he's retiring. He doesn't say what he's talking about doing in the future. So, so I, don't... I feel like saying that you're retiring doesn't necessarily mean that you're done doing what you're doing. I mean, yeah. But I mean, he how many times has Hayao Miyazaki old. done that? Yeah, I... But he's, he's just gonna come back and be like, "You guys are all incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> in a bigger, back. better way. He'll come back when when he can assume 
power of Nintendo proper. <laughs> He'll be the Reginator. I'm, I'm assuming that correct direct control. He's dedicating his life to actually being good at Smash. <laughs> he's finally gonna. He's he's putting down the mantle of being. He's actually Nintendo just gonna America. go on a training just camp. He's gonna go up a mountain, go under a waterfall, and train to be the best. Do you think Matt Doug, Smash? Do you think Doug Bowser mains Bowser and Smash? He has to. But definitely in Mario Party. <laughs> like, I don't know in Smash, but definitely in Mario Party. <laughs> anyway, so moving on away from the news so that we can come back to the news later. What games have we all not been playing this week? Well, wait, because I had a segment before that still. Oh, do you? Yeah. I thought that no, you I, wanted to do that changed. afterwards. It's Sorry. all different now. I miss one day. Well, I, I even said what we were going to do. It's okay. different. Now. Okay. Clean slate. So we got a shout out this week, this last week on another podcast, and he said to check us out. So happy about that. But also he had an interesting thing to say. So I'm going to play this clip real quick here. Mario, you like Mario? How do you say his name? I was listening to the Lit Gaming Arena podcast. Google Lit Gaming Arena to check them out. Great show. Anyway, I was listening to them and they say Mario with an ah sound. You know, like the doctor used to make us do. I say Mario with a mare sound. I also I also say pasta, not pasta. How do you say pasta? Does it correlate? Does it correlate with how you say Mario? Go ahead, figure that one out. I'll wait. What do you what do you think about that, Marcus? So the question is, does does saying Mario or Mario have to do with if you say pasta or pasta? <laughs> I think that's a Canadian thing. Do you say that's what I thought? Do you say "let me alone" too instead of "leave me alone"? Because I've heard people say that I've as never, well. I've never heard. I that. have down like in Texas. I've known some people that say "let me alone," I've and he also that. said "Mario." So I'm just curious. Huh. Is it just that? Just must be like the dialect of where you're from. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, but I, I think that might be. I've never heard anyone. It, I've never heard anyone who's in the United States say pasta does he say tomato or tomato i mean these are all questions that doesn't matter potato or potato does he say (laughs) does he say pepsi or bepsi bepis 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 does he say coke or does he say coke (laughs) i don't know if you want (laughs) i (laughs) okay Uh, but i uh, these are some questions does he say bowser or bowser 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 Bowser. It's Bowser. Or Bowser. Or does he call him King Koopas? Oh, God. (laughs) And does he call him King Koopas or King Koopa? (laughs) So the only only place I've ever heard saying... The only people I've ever heard say Mario are like Australians or... I've heard British, it down south, yeah. Or or even um, like zero punctuation, Yahtzee. He says Mario. Um, For whatever reason... Well, he's also Australian, just so you know. Yeah, uh, I feel saying Mario is like, I mean, not even just Australian. It's just I, I feel in Yahtzee's case, he says it is like a goof. Uh, maybe. Uh, th- well, yeah, because even um, for whatever reason, Justin Roiland says Mario when he d- does his Mario character in, is in the, it, his podcast. Is it Mario Mario or is it <laughs> Mario Mario? And is it Luigi Mario? Yeah. <laughs> 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 So my my only thing on this is so first 
Is it here's, Yashi? It, here, here's, I've heard a lot of people say Yashi. Yoshi? That one, that I've, one I hear a what, lot. I've never heard that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people I say, say just, fuck. I say just up here in the north. I've heard a lot of people say Yashi. What the fuck is? Yeah, I've heard Yashi. What bizarre world? I am say I Yoshi. Living in? Yoshi. Yeah. Well, yeah, he says his I, name, and also Mario says his name too. Yeah, goes, it's so, me, Mario. That's what I was getting. So that's what I was getting to. So here's why you're wrong. It's, I heard it's not Mario. The thousandth Pokemon. Charles Martinet, who is the canonical voice. Or is it Martinet? <laughs> it's Martinet. That's how he pronounces <laughs> or it. Or is it? <laughs> he pronounces it. Mario, and yeah. he's the canonical voice for Mario. He was he's permanent, but it's Charles and Mario will die. Mar he is Mario. <laughs> Mar? Yeah, that's how he, well, that's how he says it. So. Or is it Charles Mertonay? <laughs> I mean, he was he was picked by um, Miyamoto like personally to do that voice. Yeah, and he's been doing it ever since. He he's been he's been contracted in a way that nobody can ever take his job. Like he's the only person and he has to that's licensed to do Mario. And he has to he goes in and he records ev for every single game. They don't just like okay, you're gonna do a whole bunch of it's a me Mario's and then they just uh, yeah he has, over and he over has again. a job he has job security Mario. for the rest of his life. He does work every day until he mm. dies anyway because he's old. <laughs> well, he's not that old. He's like what maybe in his late sixties. He's fine. Oh, he Mario. looks he does not look that old. Mario, Mario, but like he yeah. seems like a fun guy. Yeah, he's yeah he does. His whole story from of how he became um, the Mario voice is pretty funny too because he just never was an actor or anything before. So yeah, and he did like he did they, voiceover. Like, they asked for an Italian voice, and he really just delivered it in a bizarre way that yeah. they just really loved. Well, apparently the director for casting was like, okay, so you're a um, you're an Italian plumber for a company called Nintendo, and so just kind of come up with something, and uh, and that's gonna be your audition. So he just goes, "It's a me, the Mario," and it's just, and yeah. So then they just gave him the job, and he did. He not know since. it was a video game then. No. Oh they, really? Like I thought he knew. Oh. They said something about like uh, live graphics or something. He had no idea, and they're like, and then they called him like, "Yeah, Mr. Miyamoto this, wants you to do the voice for Mario." Was this back in the day when they didn't really have voice actors for uh, video games? Like oh, yeah. that wasn't really a yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. It, yeah, it's voice actors. That was like a new thing. He thought he was going to be doing like some sort of like voiceover for a graphics thing. I don't think he knew it was going to be a video game until they told him it was a video game. Oh, weird. And he's, I mean, the voice for all those characters. Yeah, all like, of them. Like, like baby Waluigi Mario, baby Luigi. I mean, baby Mario, is baby he Yushi? Luigi. Is Yoshi? Is he Yoshi too? Yashi. Is he Yashi? Is he Yahtzee? I think he's Yashi. Yoshi. I think he is. Is he Toad? Yoshi. Bum. Bum. I don't know. Yeah, it's me, Toad. <laughs> that was really bad, and I'm gonna pay. Yeah. You, I'm gonna pay you money to never do that again. <laughs> All of you, I'm gonna put. I'm, I'm put, freaking out. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting both of you in timeout, please. <laughs> but anyway. Man, I'm just glad you let me out of there. But anyway, it's it. So that that comes from the GOGP podcast, which is. The Ghost of Gamer Past. So you should go check him out. He does a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. It's nice and short. It's not 
not super long like our podcast. <laughs> we can just talk about video games until the end of time. It's not our fault that Marcus is autistic, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, I I mean, I think we all here have some sort of autism for games. That's I'm probably on the spectrum. In, that's, I'm on the that's vi- probably I'm in, politically incorrect, but whatever. I'm on the I'm on the Xbox spectrum. <laughs> I'm <laughs> You're on some sort of spectrum. What are you fucking twelve? <laughs> I'm I'm the Xbox. I'm like the I'm like the kid that like gets that Nintendo sixty four and starts screaming, except with the Xbox. I mean, you've just been calling every console an Xbox. Yeah, I mean, the other day I was playing the Xbox. I was playing a God of War on my my Xbox. And- Please don't. This is awful. <laughs> this is not even good. This is this is the worst. The worst, the, the most this premium. This whole bit's bad. The most premium bad. I'm sorry, Marcus, contents. but where have you been? This entire podcast has been bad. What? No. <laughs> no. We have the best bad podcast ever. I just got sober. <laughs> when I took my new form, it expelled all the bad things from oh, my no. body. Oh, no. <laughs> Sober's no fun. It's, I have to watch where I says step. the only sober person in this room. Ha. Huh. Well, I meant like sober as there's going to be like, I'm going to like roll in crumbs, like a bunch of breadcrumbs. Oh, God. And they're going to get all stuck in there. We're gonna, that's going to get infected. She get, <laughs> <laughs> I might get moldy. Hurry. Cover me in, in saran wrap or something. <laughs> we need to get you like a, a, a sphincter coat. Like little booties. <laughs> Where would you put booties? Just to hoist me off the ground. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Enough of this. <laughs> this is over. I gave up on this conversation we like got, 20 minutes ago. You love let's, it. Let's Mm-mm. play. Let's let's talk about some video games. Oh my god. We've been go- how long has this been going? Like a half hour? <laughs> that whole waveform is all of us just talking about sphincters and buttholes. and, and Mar- <laughs> how to pronounce Mario. I mean, that's a normal conversation topic for me on any other day, but for you guys to talk to me about buttholes, too, that was kind of unique. (laughs) Anyway. So video games, what this podcast is about, maybe. Um, What have you played, Marcus? Not this week. (laughs) What have I played? Um, Well, it's been a long process uh, getting, getting back on the horse. So uh, after being fucked by that Fortnite wrench, I've been playing Tetris 99. Um, I've been slowly getting back uh, to to normal um, after the the changes made. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's been rough for me. So now I've just been playing some Tetris 99. Uh, I I'm not I'm not bad it? at Tetris. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I normally place top 30. Okay, that's pretty good. That's I'd probably place top 99. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be the first person to lose. I was averaging like top 30, top 25. And then I was starting to average like f- from like 20 up. And then I had a top 10 where I placed 10th, like legit, just 10th. Wow. And then I placed fifth right after that. So you're, you're going to be getting that victory royale pretty soon. And then I can quit. Are you are you going for you're so you're not going for all of the achievements then on it? Are you just well? It's just on Switch, so there isn't any. Yeah, there's no achievements. My bad. I'm I I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about the um PlayStation, the new PlayStation one. No, I just uh I like to flip and stack these pieces. (laughs) Just delete some lines. Explaining Tetris to somebody who's never seen it before. You doing them T spins? No. (laughs) 
I'm not good at that stuff. <laughs> um, so what what does it say at the like if you win? Do you know? I mean, you haven't. I won, haven't gotten like, that far. I just like because I know like everyone like I mean so for I don't know I don't even know what what PUBG says when you, I mean, obviously like for Fortnite it says like uh, victory royale and then. In Apex, it says you're the champion. Te- Tetris Royale. You're the you're the Tetris Te- champion. I don't. I have no idea. It's like when I got to it my just top says five, Tetris. <laughs> it started going so fast when I was at like top five that I was just hoping I could like outlive anybody who was left because <laughs> I was like I I'm like hardly able to put these where I can get lines removed. Yeah, and, and just attacking the other guys. Yeah, I was like I can't clear any freaking lines, so I just was trying to wait it out and <laughs> obviously it didn't really work but which i didn't feel bad though because i'm still only rank eight right now and the people who won overall were like rank 27 like 30 so i haven't played nearly as much as them i'm just so there's actual there's actually like levels and stuff in this yeah you rank up by playing more tetris oh, wow. there's like badges and obviously you can like set who you're attacking like okay. who you're sending junk at when you clear lines do you like no do you know who you're sending stuff to or yeah is it you just, can you can directly target the people but does it the, like say like their username or anything or i think so but it's hard to really tell because you don't have a lot of time oh but you can just yeah. set it to attack like people who are attacking you you can be like attack attackers attack oh, random okay. people and i find it sends more junk like the more attackers you have the more junk it's it'll send junk to all those people oh okay like it I had one where I had four people attacking me, which might have been because I had badges and stuff from prior. So people probably attacking people with badges slash people attacking. Got to get them out early in the game. Yeah. (laughs) But. So you know they're good. Unfortunately, in that match, my switch died like right in the middle of it. Oh, no. I I wasn't really keeping. I knew my battery was low, but I was like, ah, whatever. It's long enough. It's good enough. I can play. Yeah, I figured so. I was going to be doing good that one. Well, at least it sounds like you were having a lot of fun with it. I mean, I mean, I I like Tetris more than I should. I wish this was Dr. Mario, but I know they're making Dr. Mario World. for. Phones, I'm looking so. forward to that. I love Dr. Mario. He's it's my damn. He's been my boy. Dr. Mario. Go see Dr. Mario. Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> um. So. So the moral of that- the story is don't send us any comments or suggestions or no i love it discussions because we're just gonna shamelessly make fun of you i'm not making fun of anybody <laughs> i'm happy i got we got some we got people talking about us i i want more i like comments, ghost of Ga- questions i like ghost of gamer game Ga- ghost of gamer past is is a good podcast oh well, that's good then i i just i just he wanted to like i a, wanted an extend an apology if an apology needed to be said about for people uh, who say mario and not mario because <laughs> uh there was there was a podcast where everybody kept bitching at me for saying february wrong so yeah you were saying february i don't care we're past that what what games were you playing if uh marcus are you did you did you play anything else no that's been it Do you play any more apex no oh man that's it's your a, bullshit How- apparently Apparently, my battle royale of choice is Tetris 99. <laughs> <laughs> well, my battle royale of choice is Apex Legends. And let me tell you about that. I cannot stop fucking playing that game. <laughs> That's all I played. I was just like, oh, Anthem comes out this week? Well, fuck Anthem. I'm playing Apex Legends. That's basically my life right now. <laughs> I haven't even played that much compared to other people. But I mean, like, I'm level like 22 now, I think. Jesus. Um, 
That's not way bad. ahead good, of me. Good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah. So I actually uh, last Sunday I played with another guy, teamed up with someone with an actual mic, and it made the experience like that. The it I, I'll tell you that the pings really help for playing a game where there isn't when you're not using the voice, but it makes communicating with voice that much better because you can be talking, but also at the same time you can be, Hey, go pick up this gun and then you can ping it. And it's just like stuff like that. Or, Hey, we're going to go this direction. You ping the direction because when you just generically ping something, it says, Oh, there might be good loot this way. Instead of like, Hey, maybe we should check this out or, or go this way instead of that way or something like that. It's just, it helped out a lot in those situations. So, um, we ended up partying up with, uh, just, or I partied up with one other guy and then we just kind of played until we found another person who happened to have a mic that was decent that we can invite to the party. And we played for a few hours like that. And we got at least one or two wins, uh, that way. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. I'm really enjoying this game. Um, I am looking forward to what else they have in store. Because it sounds like there's uh, the the data miners are at it again, finding stuff that might be in the future of Apex. Use your friggin' time machine, Jesus! Yeah. Well, I mean, I can I the the problem with my time machine is it's also it's it's also cross dimensional, so <laughs> I I don't know if it's actually our future I'm pulling from. Oh, it's dangerous Jesus. stuff. I understand. You really got to be careful. Well, I guess we'll yeah. get to that in future headlines. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoy the game. Anybody out there who hasn't tried it and you think you might like. and You, you may as well just buy this game instead of Anthem, right? Well, you don't have to buy it. It's free. I, I'm excuse, you're right. Excuse me. You may as well just download this game for free instead of wasting $60 on Anthem. Yeah, exactly. That's which is what I did. Um, I feel like this game is just cannibalizing, um, um, Anthem right now. I mean, it came out what two weeks before the official release for Anthem, maybe a week and a half week. Um, and it's well, and I unfortunately feel like Anthem sandwiched in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, because. I mean, pretty soon Devil May Cry is coming out and not like they're competing in the same space necessarily, it's just, but it's, it's just, just another taking, big release that's going to yeah, competing. Dwarf it. It's like the Netflix thing. You're competing for people's time. Like you're going to pull people away from the one thing that they're playing to play something else or what they're doing to watch this show. My um, thoughts on Anthem is that I was just going to, I was going to wait and kind of see Gage public opinion on that and i was hearing a lot of negative stuff prior to launch now i hear a lot more negative stuff yeah and similar with not to not to malign destiny in any real way because i think i think destiny's fine it's just not really the game i want but it's similar with destiny that i'm like i'll just wait till this is a more complete package and it will be cheap at that point Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's probably the best move, especially with a lot of video games these days anyway. Unless you're a hardcore fan of something and you want to show support right off the bat, but even Bioware fans aren't in support. Well, this unfortunately right isn't uh it's not what people get from Bioware. It it's doesn't not what it's people not want from Bioware. Yeah. And it's what I what I've been saying is it doesn't look anything like a Bioware game to me. Yeah, it has nothing like, 
to me, what this game is, is that EA said, hey, we want Activision- Destiny make another one. Yeah. The EA said, hey, Activision has a Destiny. We need our own Destiny. And then they're like, well, Bioware is kind of like our big name. Let's make them make a Destiny, which is actually funny because now Destiny isn't even an Activision. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so now 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 EA has a destiny and it's not that good I don't think. I don't I this isn't this isn't a thing that I wanted to see from BioWare. I feel like this is just 100% just EA saying you got to do this thing because we own you and I mean it's barely any of like the people that worked like like Mass Effect 2 was like one of my like best memories in video game history. And I feel like I'm pretty sure like all those people that were on Mass Effect 2 didn't have anything to do with this game. I mean, I'm just not even jazzed about loot shooters in general. No. Like my loot shooter of choice is Borderlands. And I mean, just what they've transformed like into this big online, like once again, just loot shooter. It just yeah. is like it's an endless grind fest that I'm not interested in. Yeah. And one thing that I do think that makes this, I think that probably makes Anthem a little bit better over something like Borderlands since we've I've already complained about Borderlands and playing Borderlands and being by myself is that um at least Anthem will automatically match make people into your game if you're by yourself so you can still play things with other people. Yeah, but I'm curious to see how long it'll be till there's just so there's not nobody a big player, player base. <laughs> so there's yeah, nobody like playing anymore with uh and not, not to not to say this is another Fallout 76, but... Yeah. Evidently, like, the main story is really short. Like, I was reading that one guy finished the whole main story in, like, 10 hours. Yeah, that's... I've I wasn't expecting the there to be anything hardly with the main story anyway, so... And then, like, well, the and with the weird launch of this, like... Because it's, it's getting a, quote-unquote, day one patch, but... What's day one? Yeah, it's like, what's day <laughs> one anymore? And even then, it's like that pa- that patch is so substantial and changing yeah. a lot of things. But apparently, but like, people have already beaten the game at that point. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, like the the day one patch comes out on like the launch for like everybody. But there's yeah, there's people that were like playing for a week and a half, two weeks already, and they've beaten the game. So what what well, and these people just, paid more for the game yeah. and they got a lesser experience that's what i'm the most upset about it's like why why if you're paying you're not more incentivizing and you're not people getting, at yeah, this point you're 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 getting crapped on for being a mega fan in some capacity yep oh boy it, do i understand that yeah it's just <laughs> nobody has fucking let me live this down everybody's like ariel loves Bioware. guess what <laughs> I mean, I'm upset about this too. Bioware was one of my favorite game developers. And like, I've been listening to like people who people like have lists of like, these are the developers that we trust. And Bioware is not on people's lists anymore. (laughs) Well, and I'm scared for their future because supposedly Anthem was it. They put like all their money and all their eggs in one basket on this. You're scared for the future, Marcus. I know. Really? 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 Marcus wants a new Jade Empire. Where's that Jade Empire? No, I'm scared because what's riding on the line for me is the new Dragon Age. It's a fucking Dragon Age game. And they just... (laughs) Surprise, that wasn't a Dragon Age. That was a new Jade Empire. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. They lied to all of us. Shut up. Yeah, I'm hearing everybody like groan and then me just screaming in excitement. Yay, Jade Empire! <laughs> I mean, I 
I don't know. I could yeah. transform into a giant toad in that Jade Empire. It was great. I feel like Anthem is going to make it on the Giant Bombs list of most disappointing for 2019. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, just like how if what what made their list the year that um, Mass Effect Andromeda was was released? I don't think it was Andromeda that made number one for them. But really? It was That's surprising. Because there was other big shit that happened, too, but. I knew it was on the list. It's hard when games are really hype and then they just don't deliver yeah. like in any way, shape or form. Well, it's hard when you have such a big name and in Andromeda's case, you had such a big series behind it that you would yeah. you would expect that it as a as a pedigree to, to, to it. To, yeah, you well, would expect even, it to uphold what the trilogy had set up for it. It was set up for success. And at that point, you like you not only have that, you have the pedigree of the whole studio. Like Bioware is a big name. And they were doing so good with the Mass Effect stuff and like Dragon Age or was it Origins? Origins um, is the first one yeah, and so that Dragon one did Age really Origins. well. But the second one was a flop. They did. They did. That one didn't I think do it's good still, at all. I think it still sold really but good. But I mean though. Inquisition though. Inquisition. Well, it didn't sell very well, but it, was, it did really well. It was, it was perceived like, very well. Like Inquisition was on like so many game of the year lists. Yeah, it's a really good game. But unfortunately, they didn't see the financial benefit of well, it, EA and that's the reason the why fun. that's the reason why it's hurting right now. So you have those whole lineups, and then you have like something like Andromeda come out, and like where they outsource the animation to some other studio, and like Bioware was to the point where they, like EA was just like, we're just gonna rename all of our other studios to Bioware. That's how much Bioware is like, no, don't do that. That's, that's how much they, idea. yeah. They, that's how much they believed in the like the brand recognition of Bioware, and now it's just like fuck. I mean, it's, it was such a household name. Like, yeah. it, now I mean, Bioware, the company, has been around. Going to go the way of Westwood since 1998, I do believe. Like, I in people again, people like to laugh at me watching the downfall of this company, but they don't realize. Like, I've been playing Bioware games since the beginning. I played the original Neverwinter Nights and that that was my life as a middle school student, elementary school student. Yes. So either. so coming coming to this this climax, this apex right now and seeing what the company is becoming is just this is just is I can't believe I can't believe I just did that because I forgot that was actually the name of the game and all of you are just looking at me like I'm an idiot. Shut up. I I'm Sorry, I just I heard Apex and I was just like, yeah, Apex. Something about some legends. <laughs> I I feel like I've already experienced that with Westwood. So I know how you I know how you feel with that specifically because I grew up playing Westwood games and yeah, that's just Yeah, but like there's other stuff that's coming in and out that you like, but for me personally, as a girl gamer who likes story who likes romance who likes all of these things that bioware was really putting a lot of effort into it's just there's not really a lot out there it's kind of it kind of bioware was kind of like my go-to and now it's just destroyed yeah big triple a story driven games are being becoming a lot more rare i mean obviously we had like rare <laughs> yeah obviously we had like to talk about other disappointments <laughs> we had obviously we have stuff like God of War that did really good and that's just a single player story game and I mean um, Mario Odyssey Breath of the Wild yeah. and upcoming 
uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That's going to be another good one, I'm sure. I think there's you definitely hope. market for that stuff. It It is clear that the bigger money is still elsewhere. Yeah, the bigger money's in free-to-play games right now. Yeah, it just... It's just it's just sense. not the day and age for people like me anymore. We're going to go out the door like Dungeons and Dragons. I guess I'll just Well, I would say it, uh this last year it has been the biggest year for Dungeons and Dragons yet. Well, good for them, but I was just using that as an example. I don't actually play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I know, I'm just I'm saying like 5th edition is like has been like their best selling edition that they've ever made and it's like been bigger than it ever has been. So. I mean, I really just think like, what do you want to make something that's truly like art worthy, or do you just want to make something where you run around and shoot money. each other? Yeah, yeah, like, and I think that's kind of where their EA is just. Well, we want more money, so just go make something where you shoot people. Don't spend too much time on story or any time on story, and just do some loot stuff and uh, I mean they were all about microtransactions before yeah which I mean even within Apex which is one thing that's kind of disappointing for me is seeing some of those skins that cost like skins for a gun that you might may or may not have a chance of picking up costing like 20 bucks which is crazy people will buy them yeah that's always it like, I don't that just seems at least crazy you can I will say at least you can buy those like just outright yeah, rather than yeah, there I've are seen, lotteries in other games. Yeah, because I I've seen um, and also there's still a chance that you can be able to um, draw them randomly when you just level up. Yeah, and get it. I mean, because actually my my Pathfinder Legend skin is actually a legendary skin that I just pulled randomly. I mean, I got a legendary gun skin. Yeah, people I, are. I don't even know what it is. I just was like, oh, that was in the first box I opened. Yeah, that basically, yeah, I was just like, people like started commenting on it. Like when I started, when I picked it, like, well, it's a cool skin. Oh, you got a legendary skin. I was like, I got it randomly. <laughs> I didn't pay a single dime for the shit, but I that always saw, makes like, me more happy if you, when you do get, yeah, you appreciate it more. Yeah. And because I just saw, um, and most of these skins you can just, you can buy money or you can buy the boxes or the whatever they're called the loot bots or whatever they call those things or you can just buy i think most most if not all the skins you can just buy outright if you want um but i saw <laughs> i saw an article where someone actually paid like spent like five hundred dollars in loot boxes to get like a rare item and he said it wasn't worth it it's like well you think wow it's just a cosmetic wow and it was probably some streamer youtuber so he probably had money to throw away because he that's where some of those big guys make a lot of money on that stuff so i mean see i I don't like care about cosmetics in games really but i know obviously there's big money to be made in it because every game across the board is profiting from that what do you i think a lot of that stuff really started with like team fortress 2 hats yeah that i mean even like League of Legends skins and what well, was that? Was the league because I remember hearing about Team Fortress 2 hats a long time ago. Like, I don't know if it was, I don't, I don't know who predated who on that because obviously I didn't because that was the Team Fortress 2 or anything. Yeah. Like, buying and selling hats was like a thing that I was I've heard about for forever. <laughs> and now that, that that was the first time where I was just like, wow, people are spending money on stupid things you draw randomly in a game? Like, what the fuck? And now it's still, like, it's a big market. It's yeah. crazy. 
It's cray cray. But yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that they kind of adjust prices on some of those skins going forward because it's a little too much, I think. I mean, especially like if they're going to be putting out new characters that you also have to buy with money or whatever you have to. At some point in the game, I think after you reach level 20, you stop earning those little uh, loot crates every level. I think it's like every other level. And I think by the time you reach level 50, it gets even more sparse. Well, they might do the Hobby Lobby approach and then just say at a certain point, all these old skins are 50% off. <laughs> I remember my <laughs> I think my favorite thing was like around when DLC first started becoming a thing um, back in Halo 2, I believe, with uh, map packs. And it was like you could buy this map pack, but if you don't buy it, um, within, I don't know, like I would say like maybe within three or four months, they would be like, all right, well, thanks to our friends over at Doritos or thanks to our friends at Mountain Dew our uh, the map pack is now free for everybody. And then like the next month they would release like the next one you had to pay for. So like eventually everyone got the map pack for free because they would just get like some sort of sponsorship and just use it as like some sort of promotion, but like, Hey, well we got our money anyway, even though you don't want to buy this shit from us someone else gave us the money. <laughs> so, which I liked, I liked that model personally, but I mean, map packs and stuff though, it's kind of primitive and dated because yeah, obviously segregating the f- player base based on what yeah. maps they have was which problematic. Like still a thing that call of duty does. <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> but I, I just meant like that. That's that sort of thing in general where like at first you if you want to pay buy it now, you can buy it now. But later on, it might be free because of some sort of sponsor sponsorship. I kind of liked that model back then. But, yeah, it did kind of suck where it's like, well, I don't want to buy this map pack, but now I can't play the new maps. And not only that, but like the people that do buy it, they might have to suffer with a smaller group of people to play with like joining like a game with somebody like, well, we can't play this map because I don't have the pack or you just join it. And then they, that person gets kicked out because they don't have the map. Like they didn't built in any sort of like precaution or safety into the game to prevent people from joining a game with those maps. And it just kicks them out to the main screen or something. It's always a good time. (laughs) But uh, other than that, the only, the only other game I have been playing is um what is it called already i forgot the name of it already i just pop in on my phone it's a it's a mobile game called seaport that's it yeah so i've just been playing seaport and it's a it's a pooping game <laughs> that's all it is it's a game you play while you're pooping yep that's pooping game. it's just you open it up once so you send your ships to go collect resources then you upgrade your your buildings or set your buildings to produce more resources and then you close it sounds like a pretty good pooping game it's a a simple game nothing the last time i brought it up there i said there were no ads but now there are some ads where if you send your ship to go pick up a treasure chest and it brings the treasure chest back and you can watch an ad to double whatever the prize is from the treasure chest so that's not too bad yeah it's not it's not forcing you to watch an ad like every two seconds, like a lot of mobile games. Um, so I don't know. I appreciate it so far. It's simple, easy, and it's not in your face with the advertising. So I'd recommend it for anyone that likes those type of 
waiting simulator base building type games. Um, the end game does seem like it takes forever to get to because it's like I was looking at the cost for like the ships towards the end of the list and it's like into like the millions of like wood or the millions of coins and it's like wow I have like 20,000 coins right now oh, <laughs> so man. it takes a while to build up to that point I think but yeah so Frost what have you been playing you <laughs> play some video games or you're just sitting there on your phone I'm listening to you. You're talking about your pooping game and you had to watch. Ups. Say February again. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm yanking. You. Yeah, you're you're listening. To, you're not a listener. You're a host. I, I didn't have anything to contribute. You're talking about. like I'm Miss, disappointed. Mrs. I'm going to leave halfway through the podcast so Marcus and Justin can talk about the news and suck each other's dick a little bit. <laughs> His dick's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right i haven't played any games and i have nothing can, to contribute so i'm not a very good you host watch? now am i <laughs> hey hey eyes over here <laughs> my face is up here girl <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks no i didn't play any games no nope, no games none but games don't exist i did read a really interesting. Well, I, I'm I'm finishing up one a really good web comic that I was reading. Um, it's almost to the finale. I did spend a lot of time doing that this week. I also had other things in yeah. the works. You're um, writing more stuff for for whatever the game you're 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 writing for. Yeah, yeah, for the whatever. <laughs> the whatever. Yep. I forgot. Says the, the other host and the owner of LGA. <laughs> I'm also writing the whatever. I um, have been finishing up some chapters. And hopefully by the time this podcast airs, I will have some super fun and exciting news, including a sponsorship with somebody new with new content. I oh, yeah. met somebody um, on a different Discord server, kind of like in the art section, and he shared a lot of his YouTube videos with me. And this guy, awesome work. Super funny, super smart. I really like what he does. I like his quality. I like his production value. But he has no views and he has no subscribers. And me, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why the fuck is this a problem? How can I correct this? It's so because his content isn't bad enough. Remember, we, before we started the podcast, we we're talking about how only bad stuff gets views. <laughs> he has he has the eye for quality that I have with the podcast. Yes, he does. He's has he's got he's got great quality. Um, he sounds great and he has an eloquence in speaking because it's kind of um, opinion videos on video games. They're like video essays. A bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I am looking forward to continue working with him. We're working on a sponsorship partnership um, type thing where we promote each other. And once we get all of that squared away legally, we'll start dropping his name, hopefully by the time uh, our next uh, podcast rolls around next Sunday. So I really, I'm really looking forward to that in the realms of LGA news. There isn't very much going on. Our team has gone forward and has been practicing a lot more. We're about ready to sign on somebody from our team to become a content creator on YouTube. So hopefully our LGA uh, YouTube account will be a lot more active because none of us have been able to devote the time to doing YouTube videos. What I'm, are cameras? 
I'm mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's also a problem too. Um, so you can look forward to that. He's one of our um, LGA Pyre team members. He'll be posting montages of what he and his fellow team members do in Overwatch during tournaments or practices. And uh, he will also work with us on other things that we could possibly do. We're in the means of trying different things, looking for new things. So any suggestions, any ideas, super open-minded right now. Um, lots of things are changing, but unfortunately I can't drop any <laughs> official news because, changing. well, I mean, I, I can't, I can't officially drop the news and the names and everything cause we still are in the middle of paperwork, but that's going to be different next week. Hopefully, hopefully the lawyers. So while I didn't something. play any video games, I did do a lot on the LGA side. So if anybody cares about that, there's some LGA news for you. Yay. Okay. We're going to. Head right into our new, our next favorite segment, Future Headlines. Wow, I went way, way hard on the echo on that one. Extra far-flung future. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know it. Um, So this edition of Future Headlines is an interesting one because we actually kind of discussed a little bit of this last week. But in the future, Bioware rebranded as Respawn really it's that's what's gonna happen because i know i tried to get in the time machine and you slapped me <laughs> um so <laughs> so yeah from from the implications of this it seems that anthem performed very poorly which i mean you can kind of see that kind of playing out right now but we also discussed i mean ea ruins a good thing and what good things can they ruin right now well there's <laughs> apex and respawn and in the past, BioWare was their big hit studio, and they rebranded a bunch of their other studios as BioWare, just so that they can slap the BioWare name on pretty much anything. And yeah, so now now that BioWare is flailing, they're, they're going to do that to they're respawn. Just, they're just going to name. They're just going to rebrand BioWare as respawn and just release other games out of the uh as respawn respawn bioware or something <laughs> respawnware respawnware bioware is going to respawn as respawn it's, oh god yep this is yeah. the hellscape uh headlines <laughs> i mean what, what else are they gonna do they're they close bioware and move all of those people to other divisions and or fire them or they just change the name and yeah, I mean, make I, things I that could, aren't as high profile. I could see this coming. Or or they rebrand all of that as Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking kill myself. Westwood. No, no. <laughs> I hate this. No, it's not going to. No, they're going to. Yeah, I don't know. Bioware's not in a great place right now. It seems that Anthem is not going that great. It seems like the campaign's pretty short. Seems like the end game content is kind of lacking. Um, they've talked about like the how their their end game thing, like their post release end game stuff, will be like cataclysms, which may sound like they're like raids of sorts. And uh, apparently, like the final mission in um, Anthem is called a cataclysm, um, which was just apparently you just fight a a big bad guy. So. I mean, is it just my opinion? All this stuff should have been in there from the start. Uh, you're not wrong. I mean, I kind of think that too. I think that I think that they just I don't know. It, Does it, is everybody what two years ago? 
It feels like a lifetime. It feels like it's been a really long time. And not like, I mean, visually this game looks good, but that's not yeah. the only thing that matters. I don't know. I, I feel like it's not that hard to make things look really good when you're using Unreal Engine. I mean, is that what they used with this? I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming they are because like the, at least Mass Effect was made in I would assume oh, this could so. be the Frostbite engine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that EA it's slash what, Dice. Frostbite. Was it Dice that made Frostbite engine? I think so. That sounds right. And they're obviously EA, so it could be the Frostbite engine. But, I mean, then again, also not hard to make things look really good on the Frostbite engine. <laughs> I mean, and unfortunately, like, all... I won't say all games, but most games look good. That seems to be like yeah. the lowest hurdle, especially lately. Like you can make a solid looking game. I mean, with I not a ton of effort these days. I also wouldn't care if the game looked like shit as long as it's fun and plays yeah. well. And in this case, has, has a, good a good story. story. Yeah, yeah. I, which I, is what Bioware was known for. And it sounds like this like is basically all but devoid of a story like the opposite of Bioware. And I, I've heard um, which not like this game's the only offender of this, but it because many games I feel have this problem, but in a game that is very multiplayer and that's the focus, the writing supposedly doesn't seem multiplayer focused. It's very like you're alone. Yeah. Like you're the sole hero and it's just a weird kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I just don't like what happened here. I, I, I think just... we're far enough at a point though, where some writing like that, like we should be very beyond that. Like they, they should be able to tailor an experience where it does feel like everybody's there and involved and it's yeah. addressing all of the people involved yeah. in some way. Especially cause I mean, you look at the mass effect franchise and even the dragon age uh, franchise, like between major missions, like I was always like in mass effect, I would walk through every single area of the ship and talk to like all of the squad like everyone that was on my team just to like flush out those stories and the interactions with the, the all the characters in the games. And the same thing with Dragon Age walking through the camp and uh, developing the storyline of those characters. It's just that's the thing that you knew you could do in a Bioware game. It doesn't seem like that is the case here. Well, and... I mean, going back to the whole like lineage of Bioware, which not not even looking at Mass Effect, but it's like even yeah, before thinking that. of really old games. Like, I mean, Neverwinter Nights mentioned earlier, but yeah. even like we talked kind of about like Icewind Dell, Baldur's Gate, you know, like Jade Empire, Jade Empire, really old games that were all once again di very dialogue focused, very story focused, and I don't. I don't think all all their games don't need to be that. But if yeah. you sacrifice that, I expect the quality of some other element to be on par with that. And that's yeah. become something that was part of your brand, I feel. Yeah. And I just feel like this the 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 main takeaway of Anthem is that it looks good and the flying is pretty cool. Well, and unfortunately, I hear Destiny's in a position where with its expansion and everything, it's like the best Destiny's ever been. Yeah. And unfortunately, out the gate, you have to be better than that. Well, yeah. If, if you're going to be playing ball in that same ballpark. Exactly. And the, I think probably the harshest thing I heard about Anthem is when I listened to Giant Bomb this week and 
one of them basically said that, well, I feel that this release date or release Destiny 1 was better than how Anthem is now, which is saying a lot. Real bad. Because (laughs) Destiny 1 at launch was bad enough to put me off of ever playing Destiny ever again. (laughs) Like, I totally would, it totally put me off of playing that game because it was just so boring. I'm sure it's better now but i just i'm just beyond it i mean and those games are really dependent upon the feedback loop of like killing stuff and getting loot and like i guess leveling up which strangely anthem sounded like it they had like a talent point system and which didn't seem super meaningful so they took it out and now there's plans to maybe put that back in (laughs) or rework it which do something i I don't know just loot shooters have never really done it for me like borderlands did but that's like i played that with a friend like all i only exclusively played it with like one other person and we had a really good time in both one and two yeah i didn't i never played the pre-sequel because i thought that was a little too soon after two and two had more content i never went through all the dlc of two because there was so much of it yeah they did a lot of that yeah so it not not like there's any i i think loot shooters are fine and dandy but i do think there's a little bit of oversaturation with those and not enough variance in what those are yeah and i'm actually i mean i'm most curious to see what a borderlands 3 looks like because yeah like how do they make that interesting I mean, um, I feel they pioneered the genre a bit. Yeah. And it feels like if they were to just continue what one and two were and do the same thing, it would just feel bland. Well, and I thought the the idea of Destiny and it being kind of this living world where you're kind of there with a lot of other players and you're like consistently doing stuff with other players and similar with Anthem where it's like actually partying you up. I think that's kind of the logical next step yeah but i'm wondering borderlands with that and then how do they push that maybe even further and i like borderlands always had i mean like actual dungeons it had i mean like lots and lots of guns it had interesting bosses it had a raid boss like both one and two had raid bosses oh okay and so yeah i just feel like that once again that that was like a more complete game and it took longer to finish as much as yeah they borderlands was very dependent upon the old formula of kind of a diablo thing where you play through it multiple times the same thing like twice i mean back then there was the whole marketing around it was like it's diablo but with guns Mm -hmm. so I mean, that's what it was back then. And now it's like, it's totally separate, different thing. And there's a lot of like micro transactions built around this stuff now. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, they, unfortunately with Borderlands, I feel they dived a little like something that was nice about Borderlands 1 was some of the internet humor type stuff that was in there. Yeah. But then they just, they were like, oh, they think that's funny. So they just went a little ham on all that. Too much. Yeah. And I thought that was dubstep (laughs) kind of ruining it a bit. Too much claptrap. Definitely that. But I I like Borderlands 1 more than 2, but I would like to see in a 3 maybe like maybe taking some hints from what Diablo 3 did and like with rifting maybe and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they get, they also got to see what these other loot shooters are doing, but I still think RPGs and Diablo is still like, look to that. Yeah. Well, well, when, uh, when Bioware becomes respawn 
we will get a battle royale Mass Effect loot shooter. Gross. <laughs> uh, that's another casualty too. Mass Effect Three multiplayer was actually really good. Yep, that's the, what I hear. The Michael the the Michael transactions. I think I said that last time. Not the micro the micro. Who's Michael? Why, what are his transactions? It's, it's a future thing. They are, they all <laughs> they all become Michael transactions. You're buying Michaels. Um, the, the microtransactions involved around the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was just being able to get extra crates, which y- you could learn, you could earn a shit ton of crates just playing the game. So it never felt like you were missing out by not buying stuff in it. And you leveled up and everything. It was, it was a fun mode to play. And it was, um, I can't even remember um what the modes were i don't know if there's multiple modes but there's like a lot of like surviving waves type stuff which i liked oh like a horde mode type thing yeah you're just and there wasn't obviously that there wasn't i don't think it was it's been so long since i've played i don't remember if there was like an endless mode but there was a like you would you would just have like a set amount of waves i think for some some of these and once you got to the end then you'd be awarded with the crates depending on how well you did or Something like that. There's different difficulty of waves or mo- uh, games you could play that would earn you better crates. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time with it back in the day, but I think we're kind of losing that way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, everything's about the Battle Royale now. At least which, right now. I mean, it's only a matter of time before that folds and something else takes over. Yeah. Well, I mean, in coming up in the news, I actually have some stuff about apex that we may be able to look forward to in that aspect so but anyway we should probably take a break and then we'll be right back ham some may never know the sweet succulent taste and smell of ham but there is one thing that any with an open heart and mind may one day know the aromatic trip to Flavortown of my audio visual internet videos that don't have intrinsic smell or taste hi there welcome to denny's i'm aaron i'll be your server today oh yeah and get this i run a youtube channel called lofty smalls crazy right i'm an absolute unit at search engine optimization so if you want to look me up all it takes is a search of my channel name into any functional search engine and i'm literally the only thing that comes up or you can find me at youtube.com slash C slash waffle cake if you prefer. That's one Lofty Smalls trademark at your service. I like to describe my content as video game essays with a hefty portion of shitpost mixed in. Like a dollop of daisy in your chili on a cold winter's morn. And I'm literally getting snowed in as we speak. Please send help. Or that me that Girder makes with juniper berries mixed in. Again, that's Lofty Smalls trademark at youtube.com slash C slash waffle cake. Well, I think I'll be on my way now. I've got a batch of cookies in the oven that every person who subscribes to me in the next 10 milliseconds will have instantly appear in their bloodstream. Good luck, you fucking weirdos. Thank you, and ta-ta! Cheerio! Have a nice day now! Oh, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks for having me, LGA. Welcome to the intermission portion of our podcast. I hope you are enjoying the double feature this week. 
Things happened last week that delayed the episode long enough that I figured that I would just do a double feature this time around. If you're listening to this, you probably already listened to the last episode, so you were aware that they are still separate episodes. But enough about that. I need to tell you to do things. Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, follow us on all of those. We are Lit Gaming Arena. Also, go to our website, litgamingarena.com, where we post all of our episodes, as well as articles that periodically go up. We also have a Discord, chat.litgamingarena.com. That will take you directly to a invite for Discord, and you can hang out with us. And that's it for this intermission. Enjoy a couple more promos here, and then we'll get right back into the news. Hello? Wait, is this thing on? Oh, alright. Well, hello everybody, my name's Grog. I'm part of Sword Art Online, ever at Missing Role Player Found. Grog! But it, yeah, it's nice now, how's it going? What are you doing? I'm doing the promotion. But I'm supposed to do the promotion. But I'm the master of toasts. Grog, Speaking no, Speaking no. of which, the toast's done. Grog, it's not literal toast. What do you mean? What is it then? Here, let me show you. Hi guys, Snow here with Missing Role Player Found. Check out our actual play podcast on your favorite listening app, such as iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And check us out on our website at missingroleplayerfound.com. Oh, so that's what it is. All right, I think I got it now. Look, let me do the next promotion then. All right, fine. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures every week. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Oh, hi there, listeners. Didn't see you there. My name is Winstolf, and together with the gorgeous Edgerton boys, I host the lovely yet slightly disturbed Shard Select the gaming podcast equivalent of standing on a rusty nail at a funfair. We have hot takes on many the video game, the latest news, and even an interesting main feature per episode. You are clearly listeners of the best tastes. So why not hunt us down like dogs on iTunes, Spotify, or indeed any other podcast detecting service? We promise you'll laugh, cry, possibly beg for death, but only possibly. Want superior jokes and intellect? Look anywhere but chart select. <laughs> And we're back with the news. <laughs> Marcus is cracking up over there because we didn't actually take a break. <laughs> we took a break somewhere else in this podcast, but you'll never know where. I peed somewhere between the beginning and the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> That's happened multiple times. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me pull up my handy dandy news book. <laughs> He's got a newspaper from the future where he reads these headlines. Well, from the modern day. <laughs> they come to me from the future and arrive exactly on the day they get republished. <laughs> oh, my God. The Galaxy S10 has one thing other phones in 2019 lack. Courage. The little phone that could. Is this like 
the courage to not have an audio jack. That kind of courage. Actually, I haven't. I haven't checked to make sure if they haven't removed it, but I don't think they did because I haven't seen any like giant headlines. They, had the they removed the Android jack. Is there courage to include it? Maybe. <laughs> what courage? They didn't. They had the courage to not do a notch. Objects can't be courageous. Okay. Let me get to my actual, my real news here. That was just on my home page. So obviously we already talked about the Reginator. Saddest news of the week. So people, people are Kingdom Hearts 3 players are seeing lucky emblems everywhere. Yeah. People are just like taking pictures of like random, like, look, the, the, the lucky emblems are naturally occurring. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them were set up that way in the game, but clearly they didn't really comb to make sure they got them all. <laughs> but like this one is um like someone actually took a picture of an Xbox controller. See, that's one I saw, but yeah, and they it's like kind of that one can't work because the Xbox controller isn't in all versions of that game. <laughs> um, they photoshopped Sora just doing the selfie in front of it. <laughs> Uh, they're in food, they're in buildings, they're everywhere. Mickey's everywhere. Let's see where where are people? Where else are people? Well, okay, that one doesn't count. Someone just stacked burgers on top of another burger and called it a lucky emblem. Call it Burger Town. Burger Town. Yeah, people are just like taking pictures of random things. They're like, look, it's a lucky emblem because they're three circles and two of them are above a bigger one. Yeah, that's Mickey. He's everywhere. He's We are inside Kingdom Hearts 3 omnipresent. right now. Omnipresent. Uh, okay. So a couple of days ago, Anthem's day one update dropped. Uh, fixes some things and breaks others. Sounds like EA. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> they fix some things and break others. Uh, let's see. Addresses a host of performance issues, bugs, and other frustrating problems, but has also broken the game's frame rate for many players on PC. What else do they got here? What else did it break? Uh, there's more instances of rubber banding. Uh, frame rate isn't captured during load screens now, so it sometimes hits over 1,000 FPS, making the GPU go crazy. That's weird. Yeah. Um, uh, from uh, Jason Trier from Kotaku saying he was getting 70, 80, 70 to 80 FPS prior to the patch. Uh, now he's running closer to 50 and it till you, uh, until he lowered some of the settings. Hmm. So I don't know what they did. They're broken game. Don't buy it. Making the game use more resources. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't using the appropriate amount of resources, so we in- increased your CPU load. <laughs> we had to fix fix that. Okay. Jack Black is sorry, not sorry about his YouTube gaming videos. So it just seems that since starting his gaming channel, Jablinski Games... He's made like one video that was actually about games, which is like when he went to like an arcade, I think. I mean, haven't the rest of them just been drumming up hype? Basically, yeah, he's has he's done like at least four videos about like his production on Jumanji now. Jeez. So it's like, is this is this really a gaming thing or are you just just having an, an, another excuse to show some behind the scenes stuff for Jumanji? Oh my god. Just this is actually just well, some Jumanji's viral marketing. A game. <laughs> it takes place in a game. Yeah. What if Jablinski is the new name of Jumanji in the movie? Jablinski 2. The everyone starts figuring out that Jumanji is a game you shouldn't play, so the game rebrands itself into Jablinski 
under the developer of Bioware. Just, no, <laughs> under created Respawn by, too. You created by Bioware Respawn. This is this is just repulsive. This is just <laughs> so gross. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I, I I guess I can read some of this here. Uh, back in December, Jack Black and his beard launched a YouTube channel called Jablinski Games. This was a surprise because Black is very famous for being in movies of School of Rock and bands that are also movies like Tenacious D, but not even a little bit famous for playing video games. Well, I mean, Brutal Legend Well, was like he his was thing. was in it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, after an exceptionally brief announcement video, nobody was quite sure what to expect. That did not, however, stop his channel from gaining 1 million subscribers before he even managed to post a real video. When he finally got around to it week, uh, two weeks later, he didn't play Fortnite or even a game for old people like the now ancient, by YouTube standards, Minecraft. No, Black went way back to the Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. There he played pinball and cracked dad jokes. It was great. Uh, the next week, he kicked off what is now a trend. He mentioned hypothetical viewers who are waiting for real gaming videos and then apologized, telling them that they're going to have to wait a little longer. Then he, then he went to an arcade called Round One in L.A., played games like Dance Rush and Crack Dad Jokes. This time, his two video editors, one of whom was not quite teen son Sam, really stepped up their games, placing a tiny dancey sands from Undertale between two giant images of Black's face singing along to Undertale song Megalovania. <laughs> Something I never thought I'd see in all my days, and frankly, I'm still not sure that I actually have. Um, so then it goes on. It's been more than a month. Uh, but now he's just, so now he's just, yeah, posting videos of, he did a video, Ninja responded. I don't like any of this. <laughs> he, he blamed, he blamed Ninja for his lack of proper video game content, <laughs> claiming that Ninja stole his Delgato capture card. <laughs> oh God. Is he just creating fake beef with Ninja? I don't know. I think I'm on board with I that. I think he is. <laughs> Oh God, no! <laughs> oh my God, this is this is actually hilarious. Um, so he, his his newest video that or his video that says Ninja responded, it's actually Ninja from Die Antword. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> he cursed out Black for accusing him of playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's that's actually hilarious. I like that. I don't know. I'm I. I, I keep going back and forth on this Jack Black thing, but I don't know. It's it just seems like it's more more so marketing for his movie career than it is like a project with his son to do video game stuff. But I, I can't tell. He's, we're all being trolled by Jack Black online right now. It's possible. I don't know the purpose of this. What world are we living in? I don't know anymore. The dark one. At the end of the most recent episode, Black promised that this, this week he's going to shave his beard and get to some real gaming. <laughs> okay. I think it's just going to become a thing where he's just like forever saying, sorry, no video games. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to it. Don't worry. I'm, it's happening. I'm just, We're, it's it's, it's going to happen. I'm going to play a real video game here It's going to be like that episode of SpongeBob where you, you, you find out the secret, uh, the secret ingredient to the Krabby Patty. So actually, um, speaking of Diane word, I don't know how this happened. That's just tie in. But uh, someone tweeted at Neil Blomkamp saying to to 
if if we're going to get Chappie in Apex because obviously there's some resemblance from Chappie to the Pathfinder legend mm-hmm. and he tweeted back and he said well I mean I'm on board and then uh, one of the uh, founders of Respawn tweeted that and said well I'm also on board <laughs> so, so probably happening so yeah it could be happening I get Obviously, I don't know like what rights they would have to work out with the movie studio. I don't know like it, who actually put out that movie. If it was him by himself with the studio he owns, or what? I, there's obviously going to be some legal stuff that would ha- they would have to work through to make that happen. But I would hope that they actually just make it like a character rather than just like a skin over um, Pathfinder. Yeah, that's was, also true. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be for that. I would like that a lot. Actually, that might actually get me to spend money on the game. <laughs> But you would also buy premium movie skins <laughs> for all the characters. Premium movie skins. Sponsored by all these movies. Yeah, guess we'll see. But yeah, there sounds like everybody involved wants it to happen. So we'll stay tuned. Uh, Hasbro is releasing Overwatch action figures later this year. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it's, that's... I mean, I guess it's not a bad thing. It just feels a little late. Right. Yeah, that's maybe it's their. I don't know. Could just be that Renaissance Forum. Could be like that. They're they're um, kind of a last ditch. Like we're relevant still, guys. I mean, I think they are still relevant. Just as like this would have been better out the gate or like a few months after. But we're like what two years from Overwatch already. Some of the figures will be sold individually for twenty three dollars each. Um. While Pharaoh and Mercy, well, no, Pharaoh, Mercy, and Soldier seventy six will be sold in double packs. That will be fifty dollars each. And Some then expensive toys. Reinhardt by himself is fifty dollars. These are really expensive toys. Yeah, those are more than just toys. These are like these are close to figure cost for yeah. figurines. And they're made by Hasbro, so like, how high quality are they gonna be for? figures i don't like it i don't like a lot of things though there's also uh uh overwatch and monopoly there's monopoly everything yep it's like yeah it's are the characters the squares is there going to be a lego overwatch gross lego overwatch game that is gross (laughs) but yeah i know in like the mario brothers monopoly like the characters are the squares that like they're the properties you buy which is awful Yeah, that is kind of, yeah. Like, so Mario and Luigi are the boardwalk and park plays. That's dumb. And, like, the pieces you use are, like... A shell? Yeah, a shell, like a master sword, uh, like... I don't like that. A star. Yeah, I know. It's it's like you get like you'd have to go. You what, have to, if you're going to have a board game, it's a waste of a license. Yeah. You make a board game based off of Mario properties. You fucking like Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Peach. Like you, you go Mario Party style with it. What the fuck? I know. And it was like the there's like locations anything, within Bowser the, would be like the jail or something. I don't. Well, I mean, and like Peach's Castle could be like that could have been a boardwalk or a park place yeah i mean there's like lots of locations within the mario universe that's dumb it's a, i'm i'm mad now well and that's <laughs> why i'm saying with the overwatch one i'm like is it the overwatch like characters are the properties i i saw some it's pictures awful. and it looks like yeah there are character like they're they do have character figures for the game and they're like cheap plastic hmm. so maybe they did that they they didn't do that one a dirty well, I mean, <laughs> making a monopoly anything is doing it dirty. So <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> 
SoCalibur 6 announces a ne- the next DLC character, Amy Sorrell. Uh, she's going to be in it. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> not I much mean, else to say there. Really, there's not. If you like that character, then that's cool. There you go. I mean, I personally don't think... I liked Soul Calibur. I played the crap out of it. And I mean, it's it's probably the best Soul Calibur has been in a really long time. I actually think this is probably just as good, if not better than Soul Calibur 2 was. Oh, really? The, the problem with it is, is Soul Calibur as a whole. I'm like, Soul Calibur is, it's an anime fighting game for non-anime fans. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, it's that's a good description. Like it's imbalanced. I agree it's with that. got ring outs. It's got like weird crap. And I wish, cause I feel another game that was that, that I wish they would bring back is uh bloody roar. I want a new bloody roar. Cause being like these weird people and then transforming into animals to fight was super cool. Yeah. And imagine like what you could do with something like that these days with gra- as far as graphics go. I know. It, I think of it all the time. <laughs> like, a new bloody roar would blow my mind. All right, let's see. What do we have next year on the docket? So there's an update on Minecraft, which some I don't know how this is working, but players are watching movies on in-game TVs. Huh. So people have working like they're just straight up loading up like video files within Minecraft and watching them in Minecraft. I mean Minecraft is kind of second life as i mentioned it's yeah a weird monster yeah and how long until we just have like minecraft world where you just everybody's connected into one server it's weird and you can join other servers by walking to them i mean this has to inevitably you buy you buy mods inside them i mean this thing has to be squashed at some point right i don't know it's like it's still so big so big i mean god i just the, the amount of people that still play that game i mean i still every once in a while i still hop back in and play because it minecraft ruined me for years because i was just like no other game can really give, be minecraft give me this high nope yeah well, there's no high like the minecraft high <laughs> it's it's true <laughs> okay I don't, I don't have anything else to say about that so <laughs> Uh, Planet Side Arena is pushed back to accommodate a new PS4 port. So uh, Daybreak Games was working on uh, a Battle Royale version of Planet Side and is getting pushed back huh. into summer 2019. Huh. So they basically they want that they want it to launch simultaneously with the PS4. So apparently they did started working on the PS4 version after because it was going to be just a PC only release. Now it's going to be PC PS4 apparently. That's what it looks like interesting how many more battle royale games are we gonna get <laughs> i mean we're reaching critical mass i feel of yeah. player base like i thought we were at critical mass with critical mass with what we just had well i mean and now apex entered the scene that, and then we're gonna get battlefield like yeah their battle royale equivalent isn't even out yet yeah that's it's a weird a weird new world we live in where everything has to be battle royale gotta strike while the iron's hot yeah least you get left behind well speaking of uh battle royale more than sixteen thousand apex legends cheaters were banned within the first 10 days which is like both high and not high i mean yeah. sixteen thousand compared to like the millions of players that game has. <laughs> yeah. but then you know it's like how are they what are they doing how are they how are they cheating probably the same shit as everything else i wonder if this article says yeah, they don't even say it. they just they just basically stated, yeah, we banned 16,000 players that were cheating and also we're working on more updates to 
help with stability and quality and performance over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And then they said, please report people that you think are cheating. But I haven't experienced that myself on Xbox. So I don't know. I don't know what these cheaters are doing. I haven't even seen videos online. <laughs> mm. uh, let's see. So this, did we mention last week about Fortnite copyright dance? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I added it on this week's list too. This week in lawsuits, uh, we have a Pokemon Go lawsuit settlement uh, that might lead to some Pokestops and gyms being removed. Um, so there's a lawsuit back in 2016 where a bunch of home- homeowners believed that the company had caused players to trespass onto their property to catch Pokemon and use Pokestops. And so they sued Niantic for it. Which, I mean, is kind of true. Kind of. It's also like, I think players just need to be self-aware of what the hell they're doing. Like, yeah. I think it's not be inconsiderate assholes, but yeah, and that that game produced a lot of hilarity with people just doing dumb shit while playing that game when it first came out, like people just playing the game and like live streaming themselves playing the game and just walking into a pond. (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously. So, um, you want to get a Darwin award for playing Pokemon go? So the homeowners are proposing a settlement which accepted with which if accepted by a judge in California would force Niantic to implement new features and restrictions into the game. And the these are the features that they are basically demanding. Um upon complaints of nuisance or trespass and demands of the removal of a Pokestop or gym, the company will make commercially reasonable efforts to resolve the complaint and communicate a resolution within 15 days owners of single family residential properties get rights of removal within 40 meters of their properties niantic will maintain a database of complaints in an attempt to avoid poor placement of these virtual creatures when niantic's system detects a raid of more than 10 players congregating a warning message will appear on their screens reminding them to be courteous and respectful of surroundings niantic is also working with user reviews and mapping services like google maps that also Mitigate any problems, plus maintaining a mechanism so that park authorities can request a park's hours of operations be honored. At the company's expense, Niantic will have an independent firm audit the audit compliance with obligations during a three-year period. Those, so those are their settlement demands. Mm. This has been like an ongoing thing since 2016. Which in so many ways, it's like the legal system's slow. Who cares anymore? Like yeah. it, I. Obviously, when this was hot, that it was a bigger issue than it is now. Yeah, yeah, and it, we'll see. Like, if the judge accepts this, and Niantic says no, and they're like, screw you, we're shutting the game down. <laughs> <laughs> we made our millions. <laughs> we're working on Harry Potter now. <laughs> yeah, gotta get a whole different lawsuit. Yeah, you can't sue us for the same, or you 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 have to sue us a second time <laughs> with the new stuff and, game. and drag it out for another three years. That's <laughs> Let's see. There's another lawsuit that I'll I want to get to, so I'll find that in this list here. Disastrous unofficial Fortnite live event is held in England and leaves attendees fuming. So this is another thing that this week in lawsuits. Um, so Epic Games basically has already pre- begun legal proceedings against this um, the organize the organize the organizers of this event um, called Exciting Events. It sounded like the event wasn't so exciting. Um, so they wanted to throw this Fortnite festival, but they didn't get permission from Epic to use any of their branding or be associated with 
the game Fortnite. And there's the epic statement here is the quality of our player experience is incredibly important to us, whether it's inside the game or at official public events like last year's Fortnite Pro-Am. Epic Games was not in any way associated with the event that took place in Norwich, and we've issued a claim against the organizers in the High Court of London. Um, so the events, the quote here, uh, the, uh, so this event turned out, it was, it says here, it turned out to be a half-assed disaster. They sold about 2000 plus tickets, which were like $20 unlimited access wristbands. So from someone who went, they are here saying that it turned out to be an affair akin to a school event featuring a handful of shitty fairground attractions, which included a cave experience. A cave experience, which was just a tarp taped over a trailer. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the world's saddest archery range, an inflatable llama, four go-karts, and an area where you could access the, the game itself, but you had to pay to use it. Wow. So, uh, despite the lack of entertainment on offer, entrance lines reportedly took up to two hours to get in. Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're getting their asses sued by Epic. So this is usually I'm like these lawsuits are crazy, but these guys kind of like they really deserve it because <laughs> that's bullshit. Sounds so bad. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's all I had for the this week in lawsuits. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on to something a little bit different which happens to be Razer shutting down its digital game store this month, less than a year after it opened. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a digital store for, for games. I had no idea either. So, wow. That's news to me. Lack of marketing. Yeah, no shit. No doubt comes in the wake of the success of the Epic, Epic game, game store. store. Yeah, that is wow. Yep, yeah. Had no idea. But why Why would you even try? Right? It, it's, ah. I mean, I've seen the rise of other game stores, but I mean, you look at like GOG, Green Man Gaming. Um, I just think Razor's not yeah. the right pedigree for this. No, not really. I mean, I can see like them selling like game adjacent things like that's not maybe specifically just gaming hardware, but I don't I don't know. Just getting into the yeah. software selling business isn't a it's not easy. No. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not a high margin thing to make money off of, really. Especially, I mean, you look into, like, getting getting the opportunity to even sell that stuff. And then also hosting the, the files and all that and bandwidth costs gets to be crazy sometimes. But I mean, I only see why it's someone like GOG or gog steam uh ea like bethesda and like blizzard yeah all have their own storefronts and stuff because they 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 kind of make the games yeah they kind of already they stand to make more money by selling it themselves and they are they they already kind of have some sort of infrastructure for distributing files over the internet in some way um in addition to that i just i like something like green or good old games they're they were doing a lot of work to make older games that weren't compatible with newer versions of Windows and actually making them work. So that's kind of a different thing. So, I mean, it seems like only within the last few years, it seems that they've started expanding to newer games. I don't know if you've noticed that or... (laughs) 
I mean, I'm not really on the PC space too often. Yeah. You're a console boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to be like hugely into PC games, but it just seems like and within the last, I don't know, like handful of years, I've just totally gone console because it's just easier for me. Um, I mean, it's got its ups and downs. I, like yeah. And PC gaming, like your focus on PC gaming sounds like it was on rts games yeah <laughs> and they've really stepped away from that in many ways yeah and the focus is back on shooters well just being like and shooters yeah. and uh like moba games seem like that's what's the pc market yeah. really is space sims e- esports i was big on space sims that was my thing <laughs> too yeah, it's just but, the market's different than it was yeah and I mean, the only I mean, the, the the big thing for me was getting into like modding and stuff. That was kind of the big thing, which also I have a news article for. It just happens to be relevant. Let me scroll up here. So Cities Skylines publisher Paradox Interactive announced that is partnering. It is partnering with Microsoft to bring its open modding platform Paradox Mods to Xbox One. Well, that's a good that's good news. So, yeah, uh, big Beginning February 20th, uh, players will be be able to download and play mods to select Paradox Paradox titles on Microsoft's console. So, I mean, I love the idea of mods coming to console, but there's obvious reasons why there's many, many hurdles to jump over in that space. Yeah. Uh, So through this partnership, mod creators can now easily distribute their mods across PC and Xbox One with a single upload using either GOG or the Paradox Launcher. So they're saying that modding has been and remains an important part of the Paradox community. As we have diversified the ways we distribute our games, we want to make sure all our players can take part in the creation process. And so that was like a thing in the past that for me, one reason for buying PC over console was the lack of modding. And now that the lines are being blurred even more to where like you can have mods on Xbox games, like it seems that we're getting to a point where there there is no line anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, consoles have been kind of towing that as well. And the lines have been getting to blur between what's a console and what's a PC and yeah. how they function. Especially ever since they switched to actual like x86 architecture. Mm hmm. Which was a good move, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just makes porting easier, even. like. Yeah, and that's a big thing, especially with indie games. Yeah, and yeah, so now we're getting even more indie games on consoles. And on I mean, just look all at... All platforms. Look, look how good it's been with the Switch. This, I mean, a, a, a company that was historically like awful to do ports with for indie games so now they're getting more indie games than anybody else basically yeah. <laughs> and the indie complete, games are selling better on that platform than complete anywhere reversal else. yeah i mean and it's nintendo is a platform that i think obviously like indie games would do really well on and mm-hmm. just they just needed the support there well, and I, it, I realized from a lot of indie developers too that they're constantly like i'm like i can't wait to get my game on a nintendo platform because i like grew up playing nintendo games yeah and always want like dreamed of having my game on a nintendo platform so yeah and i like i think the audience for nintendo and the audience for like they're they're basically a prime audience for a lot of indie games it's just the fact that they've previously weren't able to get them onto their consoles i think now the biggest issue is similar to the problem with steam is that it's kind too of, many 
<laughs> yeah, there's too much happening all the time. So it becomes how to how to get what pe- like the stuff people are actually interested in or the stuff that's actually good in front of eyes to yeah really view it. Which supposedly with the Epic Game Store, <laughs> they're saying it's going to be handpicked. There, there's no way <laughs> they have to hire who would they hire for that i mean i just keep thinking that uh, i forget what year it was but there was more games released in like a 2015 than than games total throughout the rest of history jesus that's crazy it's, yeah i mean there's just more maker tools are getting easier and easier that everybody can make a little something or other yeah. it just it like the problem then becomes quality like none of it has to be good yeah, I mean, you look at like back back in the day, like years and years ago, you would see some someone would like recreate a section of a game in like um, Unreal Engine, and you thought it was like the coolest thing ever. But now it's like Unreal Engine is to the point where you could just do things in there really easily. And then you have Unity, which also makes it easy to make a game. You have things like RPG Maker, which does like all the wor- coding work for you. <laughs> you just plop in pieces and write the story and it just works it all for you i mean there are just yeah several maker tools like i know uh hollow knight was essentially made by artists with a lot of prefab stuff like prefab code that's within the unity engine yeah that they just were like well we're artists that made a bunch of assets and like we just but we don't we know don't how to, know how to code yeah, yeah exactly. but they were like well we didn't really have to learn basically they they did have to figure out how to adjust some values um, and like contacted some coder like friends within the community to yeah. help them out. But it's like for the most part, they were just a bunch of artists. That yeah, it's it's a lot more accessible mm-hmm. than it ever has been. Um, just I mean, that, and that's probably true for most like artistic or any any medium nowadays, like making music or um, videos and all that stuff is just there are things that are where someone else has made the work for you or made some sort of platform where you can do things without having to know how to do them. Tearing down that barrier of entry, really. And I mean, some of them are pretty generous about it and making it either really cheap or free, but some of them are kind of predatory in charge. Well, I mean, just just now, though, the issue is the infinity crisis of there's just so much and so many people making stuff yeah that in a way it gives you too many options too many choices that you just once again don't know what's it's impossible to wade through what's what's good and what's not yeah how how do you pick a podcast there's so many of them out That's, there I, yeah i know <laughs> we're guilty of the exact same thing yeah like we're, it's easy for us to start a podcast and record everything put everything out but then the issue is how do i get people to listen to it <laughs> i know well and then even if they do listen to it what prevents them how do they do from they making make, their own cast yeah. like be, essentially listening to something and that not like yeah. this is a super problem it's just then somebody might listen to something and be like oh i can do better and then they go off and do their own thing which may or may not be better yeah and then everybody's just making things yeah which, i want to be a youtuber i'll just record myself and, and and then it's like who's watching who's consuming yeah. anything like um you're familiar with uh, Anani Moose, right? No. He's uh, he's the one that did that um, coach super smash slam thing that I showed you probably years ago where coach just busts through the door and he's doing the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing. Um, he started his YouTube channel eight years ago and his very first video was just a Minecraft video. 
And it was just him. He saw a spider in Minecraft that wasn't attacking him. And he just recorded that. <laughs> that was his very first video. Cool. And now fast forward to this year, he just graduated from college. And now he's like, apparently he did a video for Adult Swim that hasn't been released yet. Interesting. So obviously he's doing well for himself, but just it's that you sh- there there's different situations where you can start from nothing and be wildly successful on YouTube, or you can just be just a nobody forever because there's so much of it out there. Yeah. And it just is dependent on getting eyes on your thing. And, and like I said, that's a problem with like the steam store and I feel Nintendo store as well. Yeah. It's getting there for sure. There's just so many things and it's like that they don't have a great sorting algorithm for really finding what's maybe good or to your interest. Yeah. That being said that the steam did have a really good, I don't know if they're still doing it. They had like a discovery thing where you could basically, it would show you 10 games and you can click through and look, watch the videos and whatnot. And it would basically pull them. I don't know if it was at completely random or it had to have followed some sort of algorithm, but it would just show you games that, Maybe they were based off of what you had your already purchases. shown. Yeah, your purchases or what you've looked at or what you have saved on your wish list. And it would show you different games. And you could say if you're you could click on whether you're interested, if you want to follow them. See, but so many of those in, in my case were already high profile games, like really high profile games. Yeah, see, some of them I saw when I I haven't done it in a while, but some of them ones I saw were pretty like, wow, I've never heard of this before. So I like I'm interested. I'll follow them. But but then it shows it. It'll, it's at least a different way of then just scrolling through a list and like, what games am I interested in today through this list of like the hundred thousand things that got released this week? I mean, I always liked that, and you can just add games to your wish list in a way. And I, I wish PlayStation or like Nintendo or Xbox had like a wish list. Yeah, that I think Xbox does now. Okay, I, I was like, X- I'm not really sure because I. As far as I knew, they always kind of had one for their like computer stuff, but yeah, I'll double I, check. But I wasn't sure if it carried over to Xbox Live in any real way. I think they did have it on the Xbox. I'm not 100% sure though. The one thing I hate about your wish list in Steam is their um, the app for Android. It'll send you like a notification when something on your wish list is on sale, and it's always on sale. Yeah, well, yeah, it's always on sale, but. Like, it just pops up with a notification. It just says a game on your wish list is on sale. Twenty six items on your wish list are on sale for me every week. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Well, your yours is probably way bigger than mine. It's I, like, okay, but yeah. I just I'll click on it and then it just brings me to my entire watch list. It doesn't bring me to what is on sale. <laughs> So the only way around this is if Scrolling I scrolling through and yeah. seeing which ones are on sale. Well, they also are. send you like an email. So I have to check uh. my email and then in the email, it actually tells me what game is on sale. But the app just tells me something on my wish list is on sale. It's like, OK, I have like 100 games on my wish list. Which fucking one is it? Tell me. <laughs> and it's and that's it's been that way ever since they launched the app, which was how many years ago? No, it, I don't even know. There's. Just, it some, drives me crazy. Sometime. Drives me fucking nuts. All right. Well, move on. We're going to move on. FTC plans a public workshop on loot boxes later this year. They want to help with consumer outreach. I mean, I, I've i voiced that 
some, that stuff is a problem. Yeah. Like it's, people, a lot of it's predatory and people will buy stuff and waste their life savings on trying to I get mean, rare it's, items. It's like a potato chip mentality too of like, oh, it's only like one, two dollars here and there. Yeah. And, and then you, and you, you don't see the whole like thousands of dollars on this one game. Like you maybe they should keep a total spent on the game in the top corner or something. Cause yeah, I mean, oh God. I, I know just people who do like, like, Oh, it's only like a couple dollars or like, I, I, I played a lot of this game. I kind of want to support it, but it's yeah. like up to a certain point. Cause once you spend, you know, like two, three, $400 or more, it's, it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah. They, it's just, they, it's a lot of, really big like it's like casino mentality just flashing lights exciting things and makes you want to buy more and get more rare things and that colors and well because then you see other people with said costumes or cosmetics and then you get jealous in a way like yeah that could be me then you have like the people online that are like doing just whole videos of look at all the stuff i'm unlocking and then it becomes a different culture that way too (laughs) and i think another thing is in games like collecting get, getting quote unquote everything in the game has been something for a very long time but now it's just like in now some of these games money it's to do like it. yeah and so it's an unattainable thing like without dumping hundreds of thousands of dollars yep yeah which um some streamer find it here Apex Legends player spent $500 to unlock a rare item says it wasn't worth it well, no shit. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. Well, even then, couldn't he have just bought the item flat out instead of like, what did he buy that many loot boxes till he just got a rare item or like what, what what's the situation here? So apparently there are heirloom level rare items that don't even appear in that list unless you unlock them in a loot box. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, There's levels of this game I have yet to explore. So if you're lucky, opening a box in Apex Legends might get you a set of heirloom items. These items are ultra rare cosmetic items with less than 1% chance of dropping. Though you're guaranteed to get one after 500 boxes. Wow. So, so, <laughs> so one player ended up paying $500 to go through 500 boxes in the hopes of getting it's the elusive items. a dollar a box? Seems like it. I guess if you buy enough of them. Wow. <laughs> EA. EA ruins a good thing. You heard it here last week? Or is it the week before? It was the week before, but it that episode, the, last week's episode's not up yet, so. Well, it will be up by the time you hear this. <laughs> yeah, also true. Um. Yeah, he... This guy says he's been gaming all his life. He's not a stranger to microtransactions. So he told Kotaku over Reddit private messages that before Apex, he was playing Fortnite. Um, and he also played Overwatch and Rocket League. Uh, he claims these games didn't tempt him into ludicrous spending. But I mean, all of those are kind of, I don't know, maybe not Overwatch as much. But I don't know. I never really played Overwatch. So I don't know how, how much they tried to get you to buy stuff. I mean... I mean, I never felt super wanting to buy stuff playing Overwatch, but at the same time, I, I'm just not the type to go after cosmetics like that. And I don't think I got a high enough level to where it slowed enough that I wasn't getting loot boxes very quick. Oh yeah. Well, and then in Rocket League, it's, um, 
as much as I like that game, they did the shitty way of where you would un- you would earn the loot boxes, but you had to buy keys to unlock them. Oh, God. So it's like you just always see them just sitting there like, I could be getting some sweet stuff, but I have to buy keys to unlock it. That's I hate that. That's the stupidest thing. Yeah. But I don't know if they're still doing that now that they've adopted the Fortnite battle pass thing seasons or whatever they're doing. Just all this stuff's stupid. And even then, like, I always feel they it's it is it's like a drug mentality because they like the first few are like free and then they get harder to get and then you're just not getting them basically ever. But you, you they give you a little taste to be like, maybe spend some money. This guy, oh, this just sounds crazy. So you said the the guarantee of eventually getting the set was what sent him on a spending spree. And then there's quotes here. Once I bought my first bundle, my brain became wired in a way that I wasn't going to stop until I got the heirlooms. The feeling of going box to box wasn't even enjoyable. As I opened more and more crates, I would move on to the next crate and skip over the new items I got entirely if I knew it wasn't the heirlooms. Not even unboxing the rare legendaries items excited me. I mean, this guy sounds like a victim of the gambler's dilemma. Yeah, exactly. It's it like I said, this type of stuff is extremely predatory, and it's just a, I I don't know. I mean, I'm getting a fun free game to play at the expense of these people. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, very it's true. Very morbidly sad. It well, and unfortunately, like. These games, you don't have free games uh, without them finding a way to monetize yeah, it. There's no such thing way. as free lunch. Yep. It's like they they yeah, the need money, to be making money somewhere somehow. Yeah. yeah, the money has to come from somewhere. And in this case, it comes from people like this guy spending whales. $500 on. It's, it's the whales. Yep. I mean, then, like I said, I I know people like this personally that they just have a problem where they can't stop and it's bad. I would much rather spend that money on Mountain Dew. I mean, it, so Mountain Dew, if you're listening, <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, this is all of this. Like he, he mentions being like, I wasn't tempted by Fortnite or uh, like PUBG or whatever. Yeah. But how do you suddenly get tempted by apex then? And, and even then in all of these cases, like what do you have to show for it? Like all this yeah. money spent, what do you have to show for? Like you have a cool costume, but the, these games aren't going to be around forever. Like eventually it's got to be go by the wayside, either move on to a new version or, you know, whatever. Like they're only going to be around so many years, like games evolve and then they like it, there's a new hotness. So what do you have to show for your hundreds, if not thousands of dollars spent when the game either changed and you're no yeah. longer good or invested in it or oh, yeah. what you're it's like, well, I have nothing to show for my thousands of dollars I spent. Yeah. And I feel like I I don't even I it's hard for me to even relate to people like that because I'm in the camp where I refuse to even pay for an online game like I I never played anything like, like World of Warcraft because I'm like. Why do I want to spend thirty dollars a month on a game and have nothing to show for it? It was fifteen dollars a month. Was it fifteen? The cards were thirty, but you got two months. Okay, well, either way, like I just, (laughs) yeah, I whatever it was, I was just like, I'm gonna pay this money for a game and have nothing to show for it when I stop playing it. But it's, I mean, in the case with the least online subscriptions, 
I mean, you can stop paying at a certain point. And e- even then, like, as long as you're, as long as you're playing, it's like a decent deal. Like in the case with World of Warcraft, like there was a time where I was playing that every day. Yeah. So 15 bucks, like for a ticket to entry, like 15 bucks a month for a ticket to entry to play something I was playing every day. Yeah. I mean, well, that was, that was me back then, like thinking, thinking in a different mindset because I mean, 15 bucks was more money back then to you. But also like, (laughs) it wasn't even me thinking of like out, like, uh, uh, value hours where i mean you say i mean you go and watch a movie for 10 bucks and that's two hours of of entertainment versus spending 15 bucks a month for a game and getting like tens of hours of entertainment every single week so it was i would see it differently nowadays well and even you look at like most games marketed at 60 dollars brand new it's like that's you think of if you paid 60 dollars for game time that's yeah yeah, like four months yeah, like, of game time. Yeah. So. <laughs> and are you get like how many games out there are you going to still play for four months? That's just like this regular $60 game. Yeah. So weighing things it's like that, I yeah. guess it just is like. Just back then, I'm just like, I would rather just not pay monthly and just buy something else. And but I, that was me back. I would I'd I mean, play I'm one not, game forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not real interested in subscription service games anymore. Yeah, I just don't have time like, for that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how I feel. And I I don't know if anything will be like I, t- I talked a little bit earlier about how out like in the case with something like Anthem that out the gate, you have to be bigger and better than Destiny. And I think that's the case with MMOs. At this point, yeah. like you have to be bigger and better than WoW, which and is WoW's um, had like hundreds of expansions. Like that's a, yeah, that's a big barrier of entry. <laughs> yeah, and it's despite the fact that I guess the, WoW is kind of like a trading card game at this point. That only the most current expansions what matters. Like all the other content kind of yeah. shoved out the window, which is a little upsetting on that front because it's such a big thing, and. Obviously, you get like power, like you will usually get a character or a power level up to whatever the most current content is. And then like, once again, you just play whatever the most current content is. Yeah. So it's like the rest of that game that's still there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like is like all this content that they had built years ago just gets shoved aside and ignored. It's like, like just building a city on top of a city. That's basically what I feel they did. I honestly think at some point, I, I think... I would even say probably after Burning Crusade or Lich King that they should have pulled the ripcord and just made like a WoW 2 or something. Yeah, probably. But they just keep building on top of something because obviously that when you do something like that, I think of with EverQuest, how like they went from EverQuest to EverQuest 2 and there were still people playing EverQuest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So So it's like one of those things like do we make a new one or do we just expand upon the one we already have? Like, like alienate the player base, like divide the player base, yeah. like, which I think will, is something we're going to run into with Call of Duty because they're like the newest one where it has this blackout mode. That's yeah. the battle royale mode. It's like, what do they do next year? Or do they silo off blackout mode as its own entity and then do something else that's not a battle royale mode and then continue to update blackout or Maybe. release a new battle royale mode in the next thing? But Recent football mode. It's 
It's uh, such a confusing thing. Yeah. And is Halo going to make it to have a battle royale mode or will that be on its way out by that time? <laughs> that one, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> that one will be an infinite bo- battle royale mode. <laughs> you against a, everybody. A, it's basically Halo Wars. It's a big battlefield of all these Spartans just <laughs> shooting everybody up. Yeah. And you're just constantly dumped into this big battlefield. So you are on the pillar of autumn in the middle of the halo and there is an es- there are escape pods and you have to enter an escape pod into a random direction somewhere on the halo <laughs> and your goal is to be the last spartan alive on the halo on the halo i mean it would really go to show how big the halo actually is <laughs> cuz i always feel that's like something you, you, you don't really you never really get a grasp of how large that yeah. like that it's like basically planet sized <laughs> like like bigger than that i yeah what, it's huge because i i i think it was like several times the size of earth yeah and you just you never really got the uh, like full scope of that because how like in the days when halo was yeah big enough it was like or and then the arc in <laughs> Halo Three, which was the facility that creates the Halos. Yeah, <laughs> imagine how fucking big that one is. <laughs> and for some fucking reason, it had just like it's a facility that creates the Halos, but with terrain on it for some reason. Why? Yeah, and Why we're also just we're bad at showing scale of large things, especially when you're human sized. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's something cool. that large has a control panel that a human could use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something that, yeah, you would. So what you have to do is you have to get inside of a Jaeger. Yeah, I was going to say like Jaeger a mech or would, something. To, would control everything. <laughs> yeah. it's. <laughs> um, You get inside of a Titan from Titanfall and then that Titan gets inside of a Jaeger it it's Gurren Lagann rules, yeah. Where it's mechs piloting mechs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to get inside several sizes of mechs. I feel you would have to, to when it, things get bigger than planetary scale. They just they got like, really good at uh, user experience and user interface. Imagine crashing something that's like larger than planetary scale and causing like I mean. How would you even calculate the amount of damage that costs, <laughs> like, in, in dollars? <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, I just, like, bumped into a planet and caused, like, I blew up a planet, but I also damaged, like, some fraction of the ship on a planetary <laughs> size damage. A planetary size hole ruptured in our ship that's even larger than that. Did... Did Halo copy Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I felt a little bit. Like, I know that the, I know like they take notes from Ringworld, but I don't know if Ringworld had a world that created the rings. And I don't remember a Kleenex coming to clean everything up <laughs> in, in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> like that, the whole facility inside in, in Hitchhiker's Guide where it's like, this is the place that builds the planets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? And I mean like like I talked about the universe being created by like God's sneeze. <laughs> and then the fear of the inevitable like hanky like wiping everything <laughs> Just, clean. Oh I gotta clean this mess up. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
We would never know it, though. <laughs> we would live out our existence while we are being wiped up. The restaurant at the edge of the universe. <laughs> okay, let's see what else. Let's see what other news we can pull up here. What else is interesting to talk about? We got a lot here. There's a long list. All right, this one's just interesting. The AFL-CIO, North America's largest union group, is calling for game industry unionization. So they are out there making statements, trying to get game developers on board with unionizing. It's something that needs to happen, and I foresee happening within the year or so. Yeah, let me see. if I heard that they had some pretty harsh words to say in like directly about certain members of the industry. Um, let me see if I can pull that up here. This comes from, comes from the secretary, secretary treasurer, Liz Schuler of the AFL CIO executives are always quick to brag about your work. It's the talk of every industry corner office and boardroom. They pay tribute to the games that capture our imaginations and seem to defy economic gravity. They talk up the latest innovations in virtual reality and celebrate record-smashing releases as your creations reach unparalleled new heights. My question is this. What have you gotten in return? While you're putting in your crunch time, your bosses are ringing the opening bell on Wall Street. While you're creating some of the most groundbreaking products of our time, they are pocketing billions. While you're fighting through exhaustion and putting your soul into the game, Bobby Kotick and Andrew Wilson are toasting to their success. <laughs> just directly just shaming Bobby Kotick. And obviously this comes in the wake of 800 people being laid off at Activision Blizzard. So I know it's and I mean, you just keep hearing about terrible work conditions. Yeah. P- people being drastically overworked, underpaid. I mean, the game industry's harsh. It's not easy. And I mean, some people aren't even like, like once you finish a project, you, you don't always know what you're going to be working on next. Yeah. And they even called out Red Dead Redemption here too. Uh, developers at Rockstar Games recently shared stories of crunch time that lasted for months and even years in order to satisfy outrageous demands from management, de- delivering a game that banked their bosses $725 million in its first three days. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, like you said, there's. I, I always th- think people lose sight of the fact that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people working on games. Yeah. At, and it's always like people always credit like a director or just like a single person. Yeah. And it's like it more than just one person made this thing happen. Like even small scale, I hate stuff like that. When you look at musicians and like one person's name is in the band, like here's here's the one name musician, but where are what about the people that are playing in the band? What about the people who are producing the music? Whereas like the guy in the background in the studio actually making the music and all you did was just sing lyrics into a microphone. Yeah, I <laughs> you mean, didn't write anything that has to do with the song. I mean, this is a, a restructuring that's not even a problem in ga- just games, music. It's everything across the board. Any creative endeavor, like probably ever, just somebody is going to try and take credit for yeah. other people's hard work and or stand on the shoulders of everybody else. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy world we're living in right now. And I know, like I we mentioned before already that I mean, people who are game developers are a lot of 
like lone wolf type people. They want that there's work to be done and they just got to do it. That's kind of their mentality. They feel that something like a union will just be red tape that's going to get in their way. Um, but it's just, I mean, and I don't think they're wrong, but it's but gonna, at what cost do you yeah, it, get that red tape out of the way and then just work your life away and get stuff done, but not ever be able to rela- <laughs> relax or have any real job security in the industry you're working in? I, th- I think unionizing will help way more people than it's going to hurt. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, in, in, I know in a way that a lot of union stuff is kind of bloated too, but it's just there there aren't protections for any of these people and it's increasingly becoming like where game developers or people working for these companies are like contractors so they don't even have regular employees rights yep so like they don't even have basic stuff that most employees have it's crazy i'm not a fan of that <laughs> i mean i I don't I I at one point I was kind of in that group where I was like man unions just slow people down and but it it just depends on what you look at. I mean, my frame of reference was like grocery store union, like with the most worthless types of union. Like yeah, why does I, a grocery bagger need to be in a union at 16 years old? I think something like I mean most people in the game industry stay in the game industry like for the rest of their life, so I think that's something more to look at and there's i mean enough people within there that have big enough money to put towards helping those people and getting people the rights they deserve yeah so i hopefully this type of stuff will go better for them we'll see how the unionization stuff works out um i mean even i i even know that like journalist type places like um buzzfeed where people are trying to unionize and getting laid off there (laughs) so there's a there's some shifting coming. So there is a Kickstarter for a new Sega Dreamcast controller. But why? I don't I don't get this. <laughs> I mean the controller was revolutionary back when the Dreamcast came out. There's been a lot of innovation since then. Yeah. But now we're missing a whole analog stick. Like so this controller has one analog stick, one D-pad, the your traditional four buttons and shoulder buttons. So it looks like it adds shoulder buttons in addition to a trigger, the triggers. So they're those buttons, but you're missing the right thumbstick, which is necessary for games now. So what fucking game is going to use this controller? <laughs> this is a weird story. This they had really their, weird. It, they initially had a $13,000 goal. Um, and when this article was posted, it had made 60000 Wow. They're calling it a next-gen Dreamcast controller. There's nothing about this that is next-gen to me. There's 18 days left to go in the um, Kickstarter, and it's at $92,722 raised now. This thing is dumb. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why? So this thing is, they, they describe it as a modern take on the original Dreamcast controller. The idea is that you'll get extra shoulder buttons, a more responsive D-pad, and a new analog stick. Oh, and VMU slash jump packs will work. So those original things that you had will work if you still have those. Um, plus the 10-foot cord comes out of, out of the top, so you don't need to tuck it into the remote. I just, like I said, what game is going to support this? I just... Like, is it going to work on any of the consoles? Just PC? Like, what games can you use just one analog stick on? 
I really just don't know. I, I don't. This <laughs> what is, is a bizarre. Who is this thing. for? <laughs> what, and I'm like, sure, is I, this it's weird that it's getting? Is it going to work traction. with the? Is it going to work with the original Dreamcast? And that's what people want. Is that they? I mean, that's they're my missing. Guess. They're missing their Dreamcast controller, and they just want another one, but can't find it without finding a broken used one. I mean, that's what this seems like, but which case I, don't know, I it's might still weird. Which in that case I may be on board because I have a Dreamcast, but I don't actually have a controller for it. So, <laughs> so maybe this is for me. Maybe this is for me. This is secretly for you it as could much be. as you were hating on it a bit ago. I it could be. I I, I mean it's got if, if I'll the have to look into this. and other stuff work with it, it's gotta work with the irregular Dreamcast. I'll have to look into that because if it actually does work with the Dreamcast, I could actually change entirely change my tune but i also like may have like maybe one game so i don't even my my retro collection's a little thin and i don't have like a lot of just spending money to go out and just be like i'm gonna buy all these retro games because i want to have a huge collection i mean you at least have a dreamcast i don't (laughs) but the i mean the downside though is that no matter how eventually those discs aren't going to work like cds dvds all that stuff eventually degrades so the only way we got time the only way of uh like the only way of keeping that is to digitally preserve it and illegally (laughs) well that's legal (laughs) so is it (laughs) (laughs) but then that becomes a problem of the government might have something to say about that (laughs) that becomes a problem of like copy protection i don't know if there was copy protection for um the dreamcast or if there wasn't but i know like if you were to just take like an xbox game and burn it onto another or save it somehow and like reburn it so that you could try play it again that wouldn't work so that's another issue like even if you save it or preserve it digitally then you would only be able to maybe play it on an emulator (laughs) i mean i think xbox sony and nintendo are fine on the preservationist stuff oh yeah well i'm just i was just using that like as an example like with copy protection being able to preserve something on a pc and then try to use it again uh basically recreating what was there originally so that you can use it on the original console rather than an emulator because hmm. i don't like because i maybe know in a future we won't have to because quantum computing will fix that we'll just crack all of the encryption <laughs> well i was thinking more uh in the case you might not need to because you could just have a controller and like through fpga or something you like you wouldn't necessarily need to be playing as long as the thing runs like it's running on the old hardware that's all it needs to do yeah. And if you have a controller that replicates the field, then that's, I feel, all you need. Yeah, that could be it, too. I know FPGAs have really taken off in the last couple of years, so. I'm like, I just don't know how hardcore you want to get about feeling <laughs> authentic, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, in other Kickstarter news, there is a portable Nintendo Switch speaker. Nobody wants that. So, it basically, <laughs> it's your Nintendo Switch docks inside of that. And stands up so that you can play portably. Okay. But with speakers. How loud, how annoying do you need to be to people around you? <laughs> really annoying. I need to, my game needs to be maximum loud. I don't know. I guess it, it looks like it's more so like if you want to, if you want to do it in the use case that they originally showed in the first 
like trailer okay, for the okay, Nintendo Switch no, on top of a roof. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> well, I, with I've, this, you can get on top of no. a roof and then have real speakers. I've done, I played like that once and it's like unplayable because the screen gets too small. When it's split in half, that was split in half. I can only imagine in certain games where it's split four ways, how small the screen gets. <laughs> yeah, it's a small screen, which is about to get even smaller with if, if the... If they're actually planning on making a smaller switch, which I'm not on board with, I'm not on board with that at all. It needs to be bigger. I want a bigger switch. I want both. It needs to be the size of my TV. I want a switch XL and I want a switch mini. I want a switch phone clamp that turns your phone into a switch. <laughs> I don't know how they would do that. Okay. So Crackdown came out and co-op is reportedly locked at 30 FPS. That hurts. And that's the only mode with a cap. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. Uh, I've been hearing stuff, mixed reviews about Crackdown. Like some people like it. Some people say that like the destructible stuff is kind of like cool, but it just kind of gets in the way. I mean, unfortunately, Crackdown's kind of a victim. Like a lot of games, I, I, anything that's been in development for like as long as Crackdown, like six, seven, eight years, 10 years, it's just you get forgotten and the expectations get too high. Yeah. Like, I, I think people lose sight of the fact, like, any game that's been in development hell like that has been scrapped several times along the way. Yeah. it's It's been a long time coming. Right? But I I don't know. I've, I've never actually played any Crackdown games. but I, I played a little bit of the first one. I, I am eventually going to check this one out because, I mean, I have to get used out of my Game Pass somehow, so... I mean, unfortunately, I always, I always felt Apex. like uh, Saints Row the Third became kind of a better crackdown in the time that Crackdown Three has been like baking. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Saints Row the Third was a pretty good, crazy ass game. It was actually good, and then Saints Row Four was like I, not that good, but also still very much crackdown. I don't think I can ever get over that dubstep gun, <laughs> like that. I, the only reason it's not my ringtone right now is because I actually just have my phone on silent. <laughs> so, yeah, that my my issue with four though is that it recycled the map from three, so some of that stuff seemed lazy. Yeah, and then, since you were same thing with like the Far Cry right now too, is the same map. I also wish you weren't like a superhero out the gate because it makes car travel pointless. Yes, I was like, then what's the point of the cars? Yeah. And I mean, like just, I'm, I'm just jumping around being all crazy. I mean, it goes without saying that Saints Row 4 was built on like on top of Saints Row the Third. Like, yeah, once again, they didn't. I wish they put a new map in, but they didn't. It was like the same exact map. It, I mean, they did some things to make it fundamentally look different, but it was the same exact thing. And then, like I said, the cars kind of became pointless. And I liked that Saints Row ramped like the third, like Saints Row the third ramped. Yeah. So it, it started pretty ridiculous, but by like, essentially you, you, you're you not like, you're not a superhero or like that strong until the very end of the game where it's like legit, you are immortal. Yeah. Like you can't, you can make it so you're bulletproof and stuff, <laughs> but it, it takes a while to get there. So it, it makes it's it worth not, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like out the gate, like I'm running up buildings and like blowing stuff up, which is, I mean, fun, but I think you earning yeah. that's better. Yeah. Like that one Xbox 360 game I brought up the other week that I completely forgot the name of now. Fuck. Prototype. That was it. Yeah. It's like prototype where you just 
an insane badass from the beginning of the game blowing shit up. Which is, I mean, all that stuff's fine. Yeah, like, it's a different type of game. But though. I, I, I think it, I think it doesn't necessarily make a great game ever doing that. Yeah, but the, to be fair to prototype, like you still had to get even better and get more abilities and level up your guy to be get, even more get stronger, get even more of a freaking mutant. <laughs> oh god, the stuff you could do in that game was great. All right, so I, this one, are you ready to get excited? I think this is exciting. Maybe for you. I don't know. You can now pre-register for Stardew Valley on Android. That's exciting, actually. That's pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pretty, go do that now. I'm really I didn't know about this. <laughs> I'm really stoked about this. Like, I think I haven't played a lot of Stardew Valley, though. I know that it's a very good game. My biggest holdup on it was the fact that I don't play stuff on the PC that much anymore. It's just like, but for me to be able to play it on my phone. That's 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 gonna replace the other game I'm playing. It's gonna be my new poop game. <laughs> I, I mean, I may play this on my phone because I you I played anywhere. <laughs> I dumped so many hours into it on PC, which is really unlike me. And then I did buy it on PS4, yeah. and I think I even have it on Switch. But like, are you are you still playing the Animal Crossing thing on? No, Android. No. Like, I feel like this is way better than that ever could be the probably crossing thing that i mean they did. i i don't know i just love i really love stardew valley my problem is that i went so deep in it on pc that i d- kind of don't like starting over like yeah it, i had so much stuff on pc and i miss all that stuff but you can start over on your phone well how, so when, when you played on your pc have you played the newer stuff no so you just started one version 1.0 and just played that yeah because i think like they've added a shitload of more stuff since then they like, have even like new maps and everything. Yeah, I, I did check out the new maps when they added that, even though I like I just kind of looked at what they were and kind of I, I forget which you're just I like, eh, I just don't feel like starting over like it's, that type of deal. I was in so deep. Yeah. Like when you're like 90 hours deep, it's like, do you play games over often? Like play, depends on the game. I mean, I, I obviously go, there's old, old games I revisit, like Mega Man X, I play yeah. almost annually. I guess it, yeah, I guess you're right. It does depend on the game. Cause I'm to, I'm one of those people where like, I'm, I'm always looking for new experiences. Like I don't often like watching movies or TV shows again, or even playing games again. Like I even games with like new game plus modes. I'm like, well, I, re- I already played the story. So why am I? Why do I got to play this again? <laughs> See, this this becomes also a weird thing just in the, uh, like, when you're platinuming games. Some games require you to beat them two or three times. Yeah. So, and I just, unfortunately, because you got to strike that. while the iron's hot, you just kind of do it and while you're going. doing it. <laughs> just yeah, you just going. go from you don't one playthrough to back. the next. But I guess I mean, that's different. If that's like your, if your platinuming is your goal, that's kind of like, and that that's the goal rather where my goal is like i want to just i play this game and then i beat the game it's like okay well the only thing else is to maybe get achievements and i'm not i mean and some games aren't truly a one and done thing like dark souls oh yeah like because the consecutive playthroughs get quicker so you go from like oh i took like 30 40 or longer hours to beat it the first time but then my second playthrough is only like eight <laughs> like legit yeah it's, yeah well, then there's other games where um, did you ever play Oxenfree? No, I I played Oxenfree last year sometime because it was like I think it was one of the free games of the month on Xbox 
games with gold and that game i don't i don't want to spoil it but it it ends it ends in a way that implies that like different things would happen if you played it again yeah that i game mean is i like, think of the it's, telltale it, games i played through those yeah. multiple times even. it's like a whole the whole thing revolves around your choices in the game and what actions you choose to do and where you choose to go first and whatnot um and you can get totally different endings and it se- it implies that like the endings are like vastly different and that you're stuck in some sort of time loop <laughs> interesting yeah, just so it it really depends on the game because things like that, things like trophies, things like but even then I I consider in the case with trophies like Dark Souls for example, if I beat it like if I beat my first game, then new game plus, then new game plus plus, and then new yeah. game plus plus plus, like <laughs> I still consider that like one playthrough in some way. Yeah. As much as it's just because I did it all at one time. Yeah. But in terms of actually revisiting games, that's less common for me because I do always think there's new interesting ground to be tread, like you were saying. Though in some ways, like I said, I do revisit something like Mega Man X almost annually because games that are on like the SNES or NES, you can beat like you can just bang out in a day or like an afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. Yeah, like for me, it's um. Like one specific example is Mario 64. Um, I didn't get all 120. Was it 121 or 128? 128. I didn't. I think I didn't. Something like that. I think it was 121. Okay, it's 121. I'm mixing up. I I was thinking of Mario 128, the game that was never made. <laughs> um. So uh, I didn't get all 121 stars the first time I played that game. Um, I did beat it, but I didn't get all 121 stars but then like i think like three years later i came back to it and i ended up getting all 121 stars and it's like okay cool but then like so i did the whole thing you get on top of the roof get get all your 100 lives and and uh all that fun stuff and then playing then going like obviously like that makes some things harder like some things are different in the game um like the penguin race where the penguin is like (laughs) <laughs> super fast or something I, yeah like all that type of stuff that changes in the game to be harder after you get all 121 stars and like i just that's the only thing i remember doing is checking out the penguin race and i'm like i don't care about the rest of the stuff to see what else is different and what even like another thing about your question is like where would you put hd remasters in a way that's a good question. Is that all like it's somewhat sometimes playing a completely new game in like the case of Spyro where yeah. they did rebuild the whole thing in a substantial enough fashion or Resident Evil 2. Yeah, that it's like kind of a new game. I guess it but would, also it's the old It's thing. like a new experience, I would say. Um Yeah, and then I mean like actual HD remasters like Onimusha. Yeah. It's and like since it's been something that you it's and at that point it almost becomes like a nostalgia thing, especially in the case of like the Halo uh, Master Chief Collection, where you can switch between the old and the new graphic styles with I one wish button. More games did that, to be honest. Then you can like be like, "Holy shit, that's how far we've come." I wish <laughs> I wish Spyro did that. Spyro would be cool for that one because that that would be a huge difference. Be mind blowing. Like even like looking at like Halo One versus the new stuff, and they not only that, but they allowed it during the cutscenes where you could switch between like the then because then they had the blur studio i believe do the um 
CG animations for like the Halo 2 uh, remastered stuff. And they, you could even switch between like the game rendered stuff versus the pre-rendered new cutscenes they did. Yeah. I like, I would even wish that HD remasters or in the case, once again, with Spyro, where it is this full rebuild and same with Resident Evil, that it included the original game. Oh, yeah. Like, because I just think in some capacity, there should be a way to view that. But needless to say, I do revisit games uh, fairly often. It just is like, once again, kind of dependent on the game, I guess my interest and even then what's old can sometimes be new in a way. It's hard to say. So, so getting back to the original thing, we got, we got a little off base talking about like remasters and stuff because this is, we got something that has already been played before, but, uh, some more details for, um, more details for Stardew Valley. So apparently it's already available on iOS. So if you have an iPhone, you can play it already. Um, but Android will be very near future. Uh, it won't feature multiplayer but it does have a revamped control system adapted for touchscreen devices they are also able to integrate pros- progress from the pc edition of the game so you can just continue. never mind you can just continue where you left off thank god <laughs> so you can just import your game from your pc and just continue on on your phone good so that's that that solves your, do. that solves your problem <laughs> <laughs> um so you can uh, they're saying that the PS4 and Xbox One multiplayer updates are also being pushed forward to Sony and Microsoft and should be made available in the coming months. So Stardew Valley is available now on PS4, PC, Xbox One, PlayStation Vita, Nintendo Switch, and iOS, and soon Android. Well, they're they're doing work to get that game everywhere, too. And that's like another developer that just keeps putting out content for their game like way past release. Otherwards being obviously Minecraft. What's the other one I'm thinking of? What's the 2D one? The guys that did... um Terraria. Yeah, Terraria. Like, that guy just keeps putting out content left and right for his game. Like, Big he's, content, too. <laughs> he's, he's just like, ah, I don't feel like making a new game. I'm just going to make some new content for my old game. <laughs> I mean, if you're passionate, that's good. I mean, yeah. in the case, that's also with uh, Hollow Knight. Like yeah. Hollow Knight, they kept adding content. And then this Silk Song, that's a new game now, was supposed to be a big like content update. And then it just like spun into a, it got too big and now it's a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like sometimes I, f- I feel bad that I only bought Terraria for like $2.50 on sale <laughs> with the amount of content that that guy's put out. I mean, don't feel bad. It's made its money and <laughs> some people are... Still like, playing it. Yeah, obsessively playing that yeah. game. So I know people go nuts over that game. It's it's a it's a gigantic game in a really tiny package. I've been meaning to play his other game, one where you can actually go from like planet to planet. Starbound? Yeah, I think that's it, Starbound. Which is basically the same style, but just sci fi. <laughs> Let's see, did you wanna hear <laughs> do you wanna talk about God of War winning everything at the Dice Awards? Yeah, I mean, might as well. It just so, go to all the categories it won in. So God of War dominated at the twenty second annual Dice Awards, um, held by the Academy the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences in Las Vegas. 
So it won nine awards out of the 23 categories, including Outstanding Achievements in Game Direction, Game Design, Story, Original Music Composition. Oh, come on. They didn't even list all of them here. They just say and and more. It was a lot. So yeah, I, I feel like it, when I counted it, all of them. I think when I counted, it was like nine awards. Yeah, they say they say it's nine, but they only list like four of them here. Yeah, it's a lot because which I mean, in all honesty, God of War was by far my favorite game of last year. Like, yeah, like by a mile. It was so good. Um, and then there's um my favorite game of this January that I played. Uh, Celeste was the only other title that took away more than one award which was outstanding achievement for an independent game and action game. So deservedly so, even though I mean, I still would toss it. Action I, is probably a God of War thing, <laughs> I would say, but I know. liked Celeste, but I mean, I would still give actually both of those to Dead Cells myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dead but Cells. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that is me, but Dead Cells was really good. Dead Cells continues to be really good. It's similar to Celeste is also getting more content. And indie devs are good about if their game does well, adding more stuff to it. So it seems to be a continuing trend. Oh, yeah. So next, uh, the next free game on the Epic Game Store is Slime Rancher. So Tumbleweed Park is currently free and will be free until March 7th. And Slime Rancher will repre- replace it and be free until March 21st. So... Go get both of those games. I still haven't made a epic account to You're do so. Missing out on all these free games. I am, but then they're games you probably already own. <laughs> some, yeah, yeah. I already have Slime Rancher because of games with gold, but I don't, I don't have either of those two games. But I obviously have Thimble, played Axiom Verge, Thimbleweed Park. I guess what I meant to say. I don't have that, so just continuing that. That's just. That just guarantees them an extra article about Epic every two weeks. That's true. <laughs> even it if it's like non-news, even if it's non-news, it's still just like every two weeks you're gonna get every single video game publication saying which game is free, probably multiple times because like when they announce it, they say, "Okay, this is gonna be the next one," and then when it's free, "Okay, this one's out now." and and then here's the next one. Yeah, yeah, it's the cycle. It just keeps them relevant. It keeps them everybody in the know, which I mean, on that same note, they um I guess I didn't save it. Apparently, um I don't know, so they Fortnite was like they came out and were like, "Hey, you guys, we're we're doing all right. <laughs> we're not losing people." <laughs> so, when I heard this elsewhere that uh before I never saw any ads for Fortnite. Yeah. And now I'm start. I now watching Hulu. I'm seeing ads for Fortnite all the time. I heard that too, but I haven't. I haven't seen any for myself. I'm, but I'm just constantly bombarded with Fortnite stuff anywhere that's not ads. I, I just I have I have the Hulu with ads, and the ad that plays almost every time is Fortnite. No. Well, well, at the same time. Um, the Fortnite ads uh, were pulled from YouTube. Um, hey, shoved on the Hulu. <laughs> shoved on the Hulu. Uh, yeah, there was a child predator scandal on YouTube. Did you, did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah, so 
I I couldn't find a definitive list of everybody that's pulled ads from YouTube, but so far it includes Epic and Disney. So they got to fill that one. Losing Disney advertising on YouTube is kind of extreme. So they I mean, um, YouTube's on the downturn. Yeah, like, but who's going to replace them? Like TikTok. Where, where else are we going to get like TikTok? Where else are we going to get like video content that's long form or I don't know. Something. Just, I mean, they're weak right now. So yeah. somebody's going to be the Epic Game Store's video content. We need a like, YouTube Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, like someone's going to make another platform that's infinitely more viable. I hope so. Or we're going to run into an infinite crisis of platforms that aren't <laughs> like they're just everybody's putting stuff everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that YouTube thing was weird. Apparently there was just like this wormhole that allowed you to you just click through to certain videos and then you would get to like videos where people they're just innocent videos of like kids filming each other or parents filming their kids and then people just like put timestamps of like here this is where you can see kind of like a creepy pose and just be real fucking creepers on YouTube comment section and then like YouTube's own algorithm would just lead you to similar videos like that where other people were just posting timestamps and other videos and not only that but those videos were being monetized and well I mean I feel bad that I can't credit the YouTuber but I watched a long video of his about how like there's several videos monetizing like just really creepy content that is like exploitative and like just kind of weird everyday voyeuristic type stuff. Yeah. That is once again monetized in a very creepy way and YouTube's doing nothing about it. Yeah. Well, they are now they've, They've, um, yeah, now that somebody hit them in their wallet. Yeah, that's and that's what I said the other day because someone there was a lady that was tweeting at YouTube because she does videos where like her five year old does like gymnastic stuff and they're doing videos on that on YouTube and um they all got uh, demonetized because of this the fallout from this stuff and so she was upset at YouTube for this but they're like well I mean. We got to do something here because people are being real fucking creepers on YouTube and we we can't monetize stuff like that. And I mean, there was and this I may have been a video by the same guy, but one about ASMR and this young girl that did ASMR videos. And while ASMR is not inherently sexual, people there are making was, it sexual. Yeah. Well, the video I remember him talking about was like he brought up that it was labeled as sassy cop mm. and and for some reason this young girl is dressed up like a cop and pulling over this person and then she's like tapping on the win window and all this <laughs> stuff it was really creepy yeah and then like obviously like a young girl smacking her lips on peanut butter like yeah. it's just creepy like all that stuff's yeah. just creepy it is to yeah. think like somebody's using like that someone's getting their rocks off on that well, even then, I seeing people in defense of it being like, I go to sleep to this. And it's like, you go to sleep with a child, like, whispering in your ear. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. And, like, some of this I'm regurgitating from whatever video I saw. And I can't remember the guy who made these videos. I just saw it on Reddit somewhere and, you know, clicking down yeah. a Reddit hole of things. But it just was... It was just creepy. The whole thing was creepy. And then I actually think his video of that got taken down, 
which that just once again just YouTube shows being YouTube. the problem. Yeah, yeah, with all of this, like his video got flagged for problems, but the actual the original, video yeah. was not flagged yeah. for problems. Bullshit like that. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with that with YouTube. Um, yeah, I don't. And obviously, I think somewhat in this case, it's like I don't know who's at fault here. But it seems more like, like the, the parent yeah, is the, exploiting the child at this point. Yeah, that too. Like, like the parent, like my five-year-old is doing gymnastics and we're uploading videos of that so that I can make money on YouTube. Well, it seems like it starts innocent enough. Like the kid yeah. being legit, like I want to make YouTube videos. And in this ASMR case, I'm sure the daughter was like, I want to make ASMR videos. Yeah. And started making ASMR videos. And then they started pulling in money. Yeah, and then and like, I think wow, the we can make even like, more. Yeah, yeah like I like see, childhood that happens everywhere. Like childhood stars in Hollywood and fucking beauty pageants and shit. That's that. I mean, I really can only imagine up. now that some of the most popular YouTube videos are unboxing videos, and especially with kids unboxing toys. Yeah, and how um, ruined for life I think those kids are. Like it kind of doesn't matter because some of them are pulling in millions of dollars, so they're set for life. Yeah, but to think like. This is a child who's opened a new toy like every day. Do you see the latest one? No. Um, Gus Johnson just posted a video of this like a couple days ago. Um, they're like crane, like you know the the arcade crane game. Yeah, the UFO catchers. Yeah, like stuff like that. Um, he posted a video about that where I, how those guys are like exploiting and lying to people about like these kids are playing crane games, but it's like you. And they're not even like like being they're not even being discreet about it. Like in the description, it's like, "Hey, I check out the arcades I own." And it's like his family's arcades that he's just going to, and they can just change the value so that they can win the game every time. And they're just like putting in like winning an iPhone and stuff like that. And it's just they're winning an empty box of an iPhone because they don't even open the video at the end or kicked out for winning too much money in this game. <laughs> and and it doesn't even show them winning anything in the game because it just shows that it just the video ends and then it just says on a black screen, we got kicked out. It's just and they're getting millions of views, millions and or like they're they're winning, winning in the crane game and they're clearly in their own garage and it with a crane arcade game that they own and once again they can set the values on yeah because i know certain crane games they function off of timers of how long they hold based yeah. on where the claws drop or how like how hard the grip is and because i've seen one where you it depends on how far out it goes so somebody found a trick where they would spin it at the home point and then it would basically they would be able to toss the claw and so it would actually <laughs> hold the whole time and then obviously pull, retract it back to the home point so you didn't have to worry about it dropping oh. or holding <laughs> a, the thing prematurely because it would pull it back yeah in, over the home point and just drop it in yeah it, but, but yeah that's kind of the newest thing or they're just all these people are just <laughs> posting videos of them winning stuff. Fake exploitative videos of them doing that where once again, kids with, I guess, yep, weird, just, weird delusions of grandeur of winning at a claw game. Yeah. And kids just watching all these videos. Like, it's all kids is making all these things huge on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I always think back on the Spider-Man and Elsa videos that randomly were really big for a while that was very obviously i felt exploitative of kids in a sense of like it's just it's literally two things that our kids are really into at the time just mashed together 
Yeah. I mean, I know one of my coworkers, their kid was like into watching videos of like adults playing with toys. Yeah. Like and making up stories and stuff for the toys. Like, and it's just weird. Like or the Spider-Man Elsa stuff. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. <laughs> and then, like I said, they just, it's weird. And the fact that somebody is somehow monetizing based off what children who have very poor taste in things and once yes. again and children who don't have money i guess in the case of un- children watching unboxing videos it's hopes of getting at the parents wallet through the kid but yep. it's not always it doesn't always work that way i feel most kids are just having and parents are letting their kids have just a vicarious experience yeah totally i i would definitely agree with that one Let's see if i can try to get i have apex stuff everywhere through this list. Let me see if I can, I'm going to try to get just knock out all this Apex news so I'm not going up and down this list. Um so first one, Apex Legends might have killed Sea of Thieves Twitch momentum. Yeah, I, I <laughs> saw truly, this article truly and truly tragic it for it really did. Like that game was like that's that Twitch momentum was what they needed and Apex like Apex wasn't the Fortnite killer, it was the Sea of Thieves killer. They well, just steamrolled isn't Apex currently the most streamed game? Yeah. 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 Everyone's watching and streaming Apex. Like people on, I mean, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's becoming like, I mean, yeah, Fortnite still has a shitload of people playing, but people are like, oh, this big streamer I watch is already streaming Apex. I better check it out. And, and then other streamers being like, oh, the big guys are streaming on Apex. I better hop over and play that game. So like everybody's at least trying it out. Yeah. So, and, I mean, it's not hard to do that when it's a free fucking game. So yeah, and I mean, popularity bring breeds just more popularity. Yeah, yeah, and and that's basically what Fortnite has been doing for the last year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still very impressed by Apex. That I'm just surprised almost anything could could do enter that. this space. And yeah, and just disrupt it the way it did. Something like a uh, like Fortnite and PUBG are already dominating, and I mean, obviously the Blackout kind of they're there but i mean they're already being made by triple a game developers so i mean obviously they're gonna get players no matter what but then something else just pops in and just explodes in a way that you would never expect i mean and from respawn of all people who like i feel deserved this like titanfall one and two were good yeah but and i know like both those games were fairly well received, which is really funny. Thinking of back to uh, Titanfall One, that people complained about Titanfall One not having a story mode. I know, and now we're in an age of games being released devoid of story mode and being huge. Well, and <laughs> Titanfall Two, that was kind of like the focus being like adding a story mode. Yeah, like, well, and it was a really damn good story mode. And then people were like, "Well, the multiplayer is not as good." I don't. I, well, I think this is why it's a good idea with the branding. As much as people hate the name Apex Legends, like I like that Apex Legends is in the Titanfall universe, but I like that it's not. It's not Titanfall. Titanfall. Yeah. So it's that not keeps just, Titanfall can continue to have a story and a multiplayer and stuff. Yeah. Where Apex can continue to be a free multiplayer thing without really disrupting any of that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So then the next Apex article here is they released a new weapon in the game. Is it a good weapon or a shitty weapon? The Havoc Energy Rifle. Uh, People are saying it's good. 
Okay. Uses energy bullets. I don't know. It's, All right. I thought it was kind of weird to like add a new weapon to a game, but I guess Fortnite has done the same thing. I mean, it doesn't seem it like a bad idea. Just as they added, like Fortnite added in like a sword, and then they took the sword away, and I guess they're coming back. I don't know. I think that they just need Apex needs new. to balance its weapons a little better. They need to increase the clip side for the Mozambique. It shoots three rounds. Wow. And then you have to reload. <laughs> it's not good. And not only that, it does shit for damage too. So it's like yeah, and they need some rebalancing, but we'll see. I'll get there. Yeah, it's it's a work in progress. It's new enough, but I don't know. I usually just i I only pick up that weapon if it's the only weapon I can find. For me, it's every weapon's the only weapon I can find. (laughs) I like a gun that's near me. I'm a big fan of the Peacekeeper, and I'm a big fan of. The alternator. A lot of people aren't fans of the alternator, but I get a decent amount of hits with the alternator. I'm a big fan of tetrominoes. <laughs> I got one question for y'all. Is it pasta or is it past? Pasta. Definitely pasta. Pasta? Yeah, it's pasty. P- pasta? Pasta? It's, well, it's pasty, right? Pasta. It's, it's pasty looking. Is it pasty or pasty? Are they pasties or pasties? Is stuff in ha- that happened in the past or the paste? Is that a pasta? I have two more Apex articles. Uh, VR game Apex Construct sales spike after players mistake it for Apex Legends. Some (laughs) some positive collateral damage. I'd be real happy if I was those developers right now. I know. Like, oh man, we just got a big sales bump because people think we're a different game. I wonder how many refund requests there are. Holy shit, this is... Visits to the Steam page have jumped 4,000%. Wow. I wonder if they, if they have any sales numbers here. But that's from one view to 4,000 views. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Apparently, the logos are actually kind of similar, too. That is strange. Mm. I don't know how that happens. Uh, apparently, people are prepared to buy what they think is Apex Legends for twenty nine ninety nine, even though it's a free-to-play title. <laughs> Most likely, these units will be refunded, but our books look pretty good at the moment. <laughs> and then he does like a winky smiley face. So at least they're prepared to have a bunch of people refund the game. <laughs> That's kind of a funny. Uh, downside is that some buyers have been leaving negative reviews, feeling as if they've been scammed. Oh, that sucks. That's just That's your fault for being a dumbass. <laughs> paying for a free game yeah fortunately the steam community the steam community team is looking into this right now somewhere there are massive misunderstandings going on it's just massive dumbasses there's a lot of dumb people in this world and they're (laughs) buying a free game (laughs) so i mean i'd call that the idiot tax i don't know if you would agree (laughs) yeah i mean though this is the game was there first so (laughs) it's weird it's just a weird thing. I, I just don't. I I don't know how you stumble in and like be wind up paying for something you should know is free. Yeah, exactly. So, Apex Legends data miners uncover a survival mode and hover tanks. Cool. So there's a lot of weird stuff in this one. So these data miners. Um, they are they they find what looks like the possibility of solo and duo modes in the game, as well as a survival mode. But there aren't any details of what the actual survival mode could be, so I'm not sure how they determine that it could be. I've heard with this and some of the Titan stuff, people found that it's possible that it's remnants left behind from like the early development stages of the game. 
that could be it too. Just stuff that hasn't been removed when they change direction. Yeah. When they're like, oh, this battle royale stuff is kind of big. We should probably pivot. <laughs> well, I heard how it started was like even before all the battle royale stuff happened, they post uh, Titanfall 2, they just made a map as big as they could. Yeah. And we're just fighting on it. And they were like, we, we got something here. This is like really cool. And that being before like all the like PUBG and battle royale stuff really took off. So they kind of already yeah. were doing that. But obviously, once again, it kind of evolved out of something like that with like, once again, just within Titanfall type stuff. So some of this, like a survival mode, a duels mode or like all something that, that was already the, the Titans, all that uh, hover tanks. Some of that could just be remnants of could be stuff that was in Titanfall in a way. The Titanfall didn't have hover tanks, but I guess we could see if we, like because some of the stuff they list here, too, is seems weird. Like uh, the survival mode would feature an NPC crowd that reacts to players by cheering them on, giving standing ovations and booing. I mean, I like that because it's cheesy as hell. And then commentary will accompany the matches too, judging the performance of the survivors. I mean, is this going to be kind of like a horde mode in a way or like... Maybe. I I have no idea. Like no one has any real details, just like remnants of things, like a list of names. I mean, I'm interested. I Um, mean, I would have liked this. References to NPCs. Um, uh, not, uh, it's not clear what the impact of choosing one will have on the match. Uh, looks like there'll be like kill replays during the survival mode too. Hmm. See, and I know it's somewhat counterproductive for them in some way or like splitting the player base in some way, but I would like to have a deathmatch mode like on smaller maps just so I could get used to the weapons. Yeah, it's so much fun. Just like I'm finding like my biggest thing is like I just want to get back into the action. As soon as I die, I just want to just respawn and go back to killing people. (laughs) That's what I want to do. See, and I'm, I'm fine with the battle royale stuff being the premier mode. Yeah. But I mean, I even like even something if they want it, like I'd be a little upset if they did it, but I would pay for a deathmatch mode and like stuff like that. Like if they yeah. wanted to charge money like for those modes, I would be like, gladly, here's like 10 <laughs> bucks or whatever to play that mode. Yeah, they're saying at one point the death, the, the survival mode may involve dealing with a hover tank and um I mean, none of this stuff is even outlined in their roadmap, but I mean, who knows? Because the game dropped completely by surprise and probably has made a lot of money. We haven't seen any numbers really, but yeah, I can only assume it's made a lot of money. Oh, so sure. they're probably EA's definitely shifting resources. Looks like they they also dug up that the the rumored next um, references to the next um, legends possibly being named Octane octane and watson and then i believe it tesla trap and stim referring to the, their They're, potential abilities yeah i believe those i mean with a name like watson i could assume like watson spelled w-a-t-t yeah and then tesla trap yeah that's yeah that sounds really <laughs> just trapping someone in like a cage of electricity i'm imagining that being and I feel those names and stim being like something like make you octane and stim like stim making you maybe your team run faster. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, and I mean, just the names kind of fit in with the names of all the other characters. Yeah, where they're more or less describing what the character does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to those new. I'm I'm actually because you can buy the current two you can buy in the game. You can buy with the your legend points. Um, I have 
enough to buy one, but I'm holding off until they announce the next ones because I might be able to just use the same amount of points and buy whatever next one they have and see yeah. what it has. And if they're maybe more interesting than what Mirage and... I mean, I love Mirage. I, that ability has been used to great effect in the matches I've been in. It can be. It's either... it's It can be used amazingly or used very really poorly. I mean, the one I like seeing right off the bat is like when we um, drop off the ship and then they just use that ability to have them fly off in different directions. So it kind of... Oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of makes people not sure where like... Because it could freak people out too. Like if you send one in the direction of like some, where somebody else is going, it could freak them out and make them move away. <laughs> and I, I've seen the Mirage power used in very great effect uh, when you're the last team standing. Oh, yeah. Because... That helped, yeah. It can really throw people off when you're really down to the wire. Yeah, I mean, I had one where I, we were within the last three teams and I had gone down and the guy with Mirage sent his Mirage off in running in some direction to draw fire while he uh, healed me up and got me going again. So it's it's definitely one of the better abilities in that game, I think. Um, more recently, I have been using, um, since my I basically main Pathfinder, um, I've been using the rope and my grapple, my, grapple hook. my grappling hook thing or my um zip line ability, my zip line ult a lot more. Um see and who what was the other character's name? The other one that you can purchase? I just um, know he has a smoke screen. Oh shoot, I'm trying I'm drawing a blank and now. It's I like personally don't like the smoke screen because it affects I, you too. Yes, that's why I'm like it's it's definitely has its uses. It's like if your guys are getting fucked up and you just drop the smoke stream and well, f- beat it out of there. <laughs> uh, my my friend, he used it when we were in caustic. That's his yeah. Name. My friend used it when we were in close quarters, but he didn't realize it affected his teammates or anything. Yeah, because it poisons everybody else, yeah. and he's the only one immune to it. So I I was like I can't I was I was like we're close quarters and I can't see shit. And you're like, and he was like, well, damage. yeah, he was like, we'll just get out of it. And I was like, yeah, but if we're all in a tiny room and I'm vacating said tiny room, I'm going out into where other people can see me and potentially the rest of their team. Yeah. If they entered through one door, they might have had their teammates circle around the back. Yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> wasn't a good situation. Like, and I was like, I mean, I don't hate the smoke. It, it can be beneficial, but it needs to be placed right. Which, granted, we were still fairly new to the game, like, during yeah. this. Yeah, and, like, I'm getting better with the grappling hook, like, flinging myself around corners or jumping over roofs with it. So, getting better at that. But I've one thing I have kind of found where um, I, I got myself up on a pretty high ledge and I had a sniper, so I was just hanging out on this high ledge while, like, my teammates kind of went ahead of me and... They were kind of exploring and I was basically just providing cover fire for them. If they got shot, I could just snipe somebody. Um, And then when they started getting a little further away, I just used my grappling or my I used my zip line to just shoot a zip line really far away and like catch up to them without having to try to sprint after them. So that like that's one area you could use it. <laughs> I'm like, I was just like, how do I use this ult successfully? <laughs> it just seems like I wish he could do more still, but. That the his ability of being able to find uh, um, there are certain points in the map where you can um, 
I forget what they're called, but they're like some sort of beacon and you can access that beacon with Pathfinder and it will show you like you can see where the next ring is on the map and it'll show you where the next ring after that will be. Oh, that's kind of cool. So like that's one that's a super useful ability for that. But they're like only certain there's not a lot of areas on the map where those beacons are located and they're high up on things that only Pathfinder can access usually. See, I thought about playing Pathfinder, but I chose Gibraltar because most people like most people don't play tank type character. Yeah. So there's less competition for a character like that. Yeah, it sucks when you're like, I want to play my character and then someone else picks it. And I've I've found sort of the same with Pathfinder. Not a lot of people are I've I've only ever not been able to have Pathfinder like two or three times in the last week. I mean, most people are playing uh what's her name lifeline Lifeline and the the ninja um i'm forgetting her name now all of a sudden yeah that was her i was blanking but lifeline lifeline and her are like the top um, two i see bangalore i see that a lot yeah the guy i was playing with last weekend he his main was bangalore and so bangalore and seems to be fights for those three characters yeah whereas i mean not as many people i see i do see a lot of people still play as um either caustic or um mirage i feel there's still at least less competition for them just yeah. by virtue of them being not, unlockable so yeah. not everybody has them but that i mean i still see a lot of people probably more i i see them being played more than um like gibraltar or pathfinder <laughs> so yeah which i mean i i like that there's at least no competition though where i'm at like i'm like i've never had troubles picking my character and i rarely run into another one on the map yeah i mean i still I mean, I even I feel like even Lifeline gets picked more than I. And I think a lot of that issue is just people not knowing how to use the grappling hook or people thinking that the zipline ult is not that great, which we actually in one in the match we won um, last weekend, we had actually got up. We used the um, the redeploy balloons where you just zip line straight up into a balloon and then you mm-hmm. just jetpack down somewhere else. And we jetpacked onto like this really tall place that like you can't climb up to the only way up there is if you were and if you were playing pathfinder and made a zip line there or if you did what we did um but in that the spot we were at was kind of an isolated area of the map and we ended up being like in the center of like the last set of circles <laughs> and we didn't see anybody the entire game like we we started and we just were just looting the shit of all these places trying to find people we got to the point and where we got to this point, we still hadn't seen a single team in the entire this entire time. And the circle was still closing into the area that we were at. So we just kind of like, well, I guess we'll just stay here then. And we got up on top of that. And um, one of our guys just kind of went down to like the next area because the circle was small enough to where there's only two areas that people could be. There was the spot we were at and then there was a spot the next valley over. And so he just ran into the next valley and kind of like <laughs> he went and went to go witness this because we could hear shooting from where we were. So he went over there and he kind of like scoped it out and saw people. And then like, they kind of spotted him. So he sprinted his way back and I actually shot my, um, my zip line down to like the far end of the Valley so that he could zip line back up. And it actually almost screwed us over because he actually got downed and my teammate went down there to revive him and then fended him off. And I was kind of, I had a sniper. So I was kind of sniping from up on top. And then um, I looked away to try to um, catch another guy and someone actually started ziplining up my own zipline to where I was. <laughs> and 
luckily I was able to kill him before they murdered me. But I was like, oh shit, that could have really gone against me. Yeah. And there was a time where it did go against me. I made a zip line down to a certain spot and we were holding, it was another spot where we were holding like a high ground and I got down and my teammate was trying to revive me. And as soon as my teammate was starting to revive me, all three of the other team just came up the zip line and just destroyed us. Damn. So they, there are ways that that can work against you. So, but I think that's basically enough of all Apex news. But I'm going to do something that's a little Apex adjacent because it has to do with Fortnite. As much as we love talking about Fortnite. So Epic is exploring a Fortnite respawn system. Mm-hmm. And improvements to team communication are on the way too. So this seems to come directly in response to Apex. Apex. Yeah. Like, because people really like the respawn system in Apex. I think that's that was a really unique thing to add. It adds a whole new element of like, well, now I'm just down for the count and I have to watch the rest of my team play. But now it's like, now you have a chance of being revived and helping your teammate, your team out still. I mean, I felt that alone makes the game more competitive and once again that makes it more in that esports space where something like a Fortnite or a PUBG are definitely struggling yeah exactly um so yeah they're they confirm that a respawn system for squad play is a possibility and they they're claiming that they've been considering that mechanic for a while (laughs) so i don't know of course somebody who ripped off PUBG would claim that yeah (laughs) exactly um but yeah i mean and then obviously like better team communication would help too because not everybody likes using mics but like i said the ping's really enhance voice communication they work well on their own by the like without voice but like they make voice communication even better because you don't even have to like describe something like hey go into that building over there and turn left or go upstairs or something in there like you can just ping it and like go pick up this thing i mean and it's just so easy yeah like that's what really gets me it's just the ease of yeah. use is there or even like holding the button down and you have like a wheel of like different options like i like there's an option for a like it looks like somebody's been here already or um it looks like someone's nearby or something like that like there's there's lots of different options it was fun actually i saw a hard drive article that was um the hard drive being a satire website for about video games um yeah i saw them talking about how reggie's last piece of business is to shut down the unionize <laughs> <laughs> actually wait a minute this I'm, I, was th- I saw this on the hard drive hangout where someone actually just reposted a click hole article, which is like their their competition. <laughs> so um, uh, click hole made this and it was uh, a new I have I have diarrhea ping <laughs> in Fortnite or in, in Apex. And so like and then they just described like now. So now when you have some nasty diarrhea, you can let your teammate know that you're going to be gone for several minutes <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be able to fight and then when you return you can um you can they, they have another ping that says that you're good for now but you'll have to leave again soon for for when the diarrhea comes back funny i have a terrible story related to this because i was going to talk about how like something like smite should really look in getting a better ping system that is more similar to apex but there was one time where I started a match of <laughs> Smite, and uh, I mean, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Oh God, no. So I left for a quick, a quick minute and came back, but I was like, I might have to leave again. Oh God! <laughs> so <laughs> I'm back. So, but, um, so that, yeah, that is that's, that's very real. That's yeah. That, 
So maybe they actually should add that. Maybe we should contact uh, them. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I have epic diarrhea. I will be back. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had the article in front of me because some of the quotes were hilarious and I don't want to search for it. So uh, but in other Fortnite news, um, they will give out one hundred million dollars in prize money in twenty nineteen. So basically the same thing as last year. They were giving out they they committed a hundred million dollars to tournaments and stuff so they're doing the same thing again this year they want to keep that momentum up yep so i mean good for them really <laughs> they should have doubled it yeah <laughs> yeah maybe i mean with how much money they made you need to double down get a little bit greedy there <laughs> <laughs> here's a funny one anthem bug sends low-level players into final mission so you can just start the game and press quick play and just be sent directly into the final mission what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anthem's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you know that someone modded Shaggy into um, Jump Force? No. Yep, they have. <laughs> so if you wanted Shaggy in a fighting game, just go go find, search for dead meme on Google. <laughs> if you have him on PC... You can get that mod and play Shaggy. He can, he can, he can go Super Saiyan Blue, so... I guess there's this a place called Jump Force Mods. You just download that mod. They actually uh they actually modeled him so that he looks pretty like like he fits in with the rest of the game. He doesn't look that bad. So it might be worth checking out if you have it on PC. But anyway, I think that's pretty much it. I, do you have anything else that, as far as news that you saw? I do not. All right. Well, I think we'll call it for this episode. So we will see you back here again next week. Okay, it's the end of the episode. Thanks for giving us a listen. We appreciate it very much. And also, we would appreciate if you followed us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can find all of the latest happenings with LGA, whether it's the podcast or articles or anything else that we decide to post, clips from other video games that people may send us. And also be sure to check out our friends of the show that we play promos for in the intermission. And also give us a review. We do not yet have any reviews on iTunes. So please go over there and tell us what you like about the show and that wraps up everything so we will see you again next week for episode lucky number 13.